Are you gay? Geeky? Just enjoy hearing your good Judy's dish about the latest in pop culture? Well, then you're in luck. The boys of Flame On are here for you. In every episode, we discuss the topics that entrance us. Whether it's comics, TV, movies, drag queens, or video games, we've got you covered. So, if you're ready for your gay and geeky slice of pop culture life, then sit back and get ready to Flame On! Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Flame On is presented by the Nerdy Show Network, geeky programming for all nerds across the multiverse. All Nerdy Show programming is made possible by a comic shop, Orlando's number one comic shop and nerd destination. And of course, with the generous support of listeners like you. To learn how you can support this and other fine geeky programming, visit nerdyshow.com. Welcome to Flame On. I'm Brian. I have everybody here today. It's amazing. It's a, it's a Christmas miracle. Oh, wait. It's not Christmas. It's not July. Yet. It's not, not July. Even May, and I'm not Christian. It's so. not even May. That still could be a Christmas miracle, even if not everybody's a Christian. It's Christmas. Hey, Cinco de Mayo's coming up. Anyway, it's, it's not a Christmas. Cinco de Mayo miracle. Thank you. I love it. All right, <laughs> I, so we got... I do worship tacos. Title of the episode. Going around in clockwise fashion around this lovely table in Flame On Studios, we have BJ. Yay. Jeff. Hello. Oral. I was on time. Jared. Noich. And Pat. What up? Oh, my God. And I'm Brian. We're all here. This is like the first time, I think, in months and months. So we've all been here at the same time. It's, it's great. So... We are Flame On. We do Gay Geeky. Whatever that comes out of, whatever we decide to talk about, it's all about what interests us that is tangentially gay and geeky. Wherever it comes out of. I prefer gay and or geeky. Well, okay, you're right. I mean, I was in college. I know what it's all about. Oh, Lord. (laughs) Jeff does represent the straight, heteroflexible contingent. Because everyone has to try something sometime. Very flexible. I don't need to know about this. I'm bendy. But we're going to talk a lot about pop culture. We are going to spoil some. We are going to spoil some things. So if you haven't experienced what we will be talking about, try to maybe dip away for a few minutes and come back. And maybe if you're lucky, it'll be something that I haven't seen or done yet. And so I'll just put the kibosh on all of that, and that'll be our spoiler alert. It's like, mm-mm, no. I want this for myself. Well, Leave me something. <laughs> God damn it. There, there are a few of those. So we're going to jump in on movies. Now, we have been doing some micros and deep dives on some movies. If you go back in the feed, you can check out our Logan micro, which we kind of spent a decent amount of time talking about the movie Logan. Still haven't seen it. That oh. was that was trimmed down. That was an efficient one. That was like a we half were, hour. Yeah, right. We were very Mussolini-esque. Yes. The trains did run on time. So uh, we have a few movies we've, we've been keeping up with. Uh, one of them is fairly popular, I think. I don't know how it's doing. 
uh, Power Rangers. I know some of you are big Power Rangers fans. Brought to you by Krispy Kreme. And <laughs> I am not one of them. So, how was Power Rangers? I haven't seen it. I haven't been to the movies since either Doctor Strange or oh Rogue God. One. Whichever of those came first. Rogue One was Rogue December. One. No, second. So, I saw whatever. Okay, yeah. I think Rogue One. Yeah. yeah. All right, we know we're getting you for, for your birthday. What, what about you guys? I, I haven't seen it. Yeah, I, I, oh, it's it's, I had no desire to see it in the theater. That's a. I heard good things. I heard okay things. DJ, did you see it? I did. Please right. tell us yeah, about it. Spoil the shit out of <laughs> it. I, I have literally no no investment in this film. I mean, so. tell us about the lesbians. So <laughs> there's so many so many feelings. Um, so the whole the whole thing brought to you with, by Krispy Kreme with me going into the movie. It was. It, I loved it. It was fantastic, and I've never been a giant Power Rangers fan. But I actually enjoyed the movie a lot more than I probably should have because okay. I think I, I cried at one point. I got to know your jumping on point. When did you ever watch Power Rangers? Was it the beginning? Oh, the beginning. Okay, the beginning, and I fell out after Zio when they were the shapes. Okay, I think a lot of people have that same thing. Like Zio wasn't that bad, but I came back. Shapes. Yeah, they were I, shapes. They were. They were like. Rectangle, of... triangle, star. Yeah, they all had they all had them wavy like, lines on the wavy and, lines. Power they, they had uh, emblems on their helmets that were the the shapes that they were. And did they actually form into something with this? Not really. No, okay. like they, they had were swords that were the shapes. N- that no, had, no, that had the helmet. No, no, no. So like some of the swords were like. You were like Tauros. You were like a bull or like whatever. Huh. It's not, oh. it wasn't the greatest you sounds season. sounds like it was. It was. Great that, was that was the same uh, season with the Gold Ranger. Yes. Yeah. I love the Gold Ranger. Yeah, we oh. finally got a Gold Ranger. I like Solid gold. gold? No, he was actually black with gold Solid. trim. That works. <laughs> yes. Yes. Oh, yeah. All right, so back to the movie. <laughs> this was a big success, I believe. Actually, it was kind of a meh success. Oh. They did all right. They did yeah. okay. Okay. But they're they're apparently going to do like four more movies. It was successful enough. Exactly. <laughs> they really did a good job of setting the stage for that because it was just kind of, it was kind of here's this crystal, it supports life, evil people want it. It's and, an angel grove. Oddly enough, but they had all of the mythos. They had the morphing grid. Somebody dies in the movie and is brought back by the morphing grid. Um, and Elizabeth Banks as Rita Repulsa is not fucking around. Like, I think within five minutes of her being on screen, she's already murdered, like, 20 people just because they had a gold tooth. Tangentially, did you see she talking, uh, Elizabeth talking shit about the Thor trailer? Because, I guess, Kate Blanche's version of... Uh, Hell. Hella. Hella is basically, at least in the trailer, aping a lot of what she thought she did in the Power Rangers movie. No. I saw it. The, the kind of slinky... That's, no. Emo. No. That's not anything new. That's hell. I know. Hello. I'm an empowered woman. <laughs> I'm sexy and confident, but violent, and I'll kill you. Yes. Yeah. And I like Krispy Kreme was... donuts. And I mentioned this brought to you by Krispy Kreme. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So the training montage, one of the moments in the training montage took place at Krispy Kreme. Are you kidding me? No, no. It actually took place oh. in a Krispy Kreme. This, between... was f- this movie was funded by Krispy Kreme. Yeah. I'm not joking when I say that. Yeah, no, he's not. No, he's completely right. That is the most random, like, product. <laughs> Branding placement, like that's crazy. It's a German conglomerate that just bought out Panera, actually. Yeah, yeah no, I know they did, Ooh. but it seemed like that would have been in the works for a while. Side note: There's a Panera. You know how like it's bad when a McDonald's or a Burger King closes because it's like that place is cursed. There's a Panera, literally like two blocks from my house, 
that isn't gonna make it. Like they're closing down. I'm like, what? Is it, is is it the one attached to the Fashion Square Mall? No, no, it's the, the one Lake at Yola. Yola one. Yeah, what? I don't understand how it, it's like right there. Like Lake Yola Farmers Market. It's like not even a half block from everything. Maybe it's Farmers and that market. bitch is closing down. Anyway, Power mm. Rangers. Power Rangers. But um, it was it was absolutely great. Um, uh, all the kids are are really good. Um, the acting, they kind of knocked the acting out of the park. And it, and it was borderline, they were almost too good of act, new actors to be in this movie. But nobody overshadowed anyone else. Um, it was a lot of um, Billy and Jason kind of took a lot of the, the story building. Jason, who will be appearing in Stranger Things Season 2? Yes. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Yep. And Billy, I heard he actually, they developed from what the character was in the original. Like, he has, he's, he's on the spectrum. Yep. Uh, so he's slightly autistic, I guess. Well, he's, yeah, he's on the spectrum, and his father has recently passed away. Okay, so he's not. He's got adjusting. some. He's got some pathos. Yeah, he's not adjusting well. Um, and then we then we get to the lesbian. Um, That's Trini in this one, right? Yep, Trini. She. It's really not even something that takes center stage. She's very much just like. I have a thing going on. That's none of your business. Stay out of my business because my parents are in my business. And my parents aren't gonna like this shit. And and at one point they all have to actually do feelings. And Zach's just like boy problems, and she kind of glares at him, and he's like, "Girl problems? Because I'm invasive." And and then she just probably she just doesn't say anything. So it's not some. But at the same time, Rita targets her first. She knew for whatever reason, and it kind of makes me feel like Fantastic Beasts, where the guy's like. I can manipulate you because you're a boy. In an alleyway, a dark alleyway, as I caress your face. And give you lovely jewelry to wear. Rep, re, re appear, I'm going to appear above your bed. It's like a fantastic piece. Led Zeppelin video. I haven't seen it yet. <gasps> I know. Bad Harry Potter fan. What are you going to do? All right, so. But it was good. They're making more. The fans seem to like it. There's a post credit scene. Yep. Good. That indicates a, uh, indicates Green Ranger will be showing up in the sequel. All right. Uh nope. The guy who played Green Ranger and Pink Ranger uh, are both cameos in the movie. Wait, yep. oh. the guy who played Pink Ranger and Green Ranger? Well, <laughs> yes. It was Victor Victoria. It was the That's same right. person. They actually got... Uh, it was a special. It's Kimberly and Tommy yes. Yes. from the original. Yes. That's cool. Have any that more of cute. those issues come out? Uh, that comic that had the specials or the trans characters? Is that what you were talking about? Oh, never mind. We'll no, I was talking about, about a movie. No, no, no. Reference. Anyway, um, what else about it? Anything else? That's about it. I mean, it was enjoyable. I will totally see it again. It was Six weird. tacos up. It was weird hearing about how Goldar, of all characters, was like the focal point bad guy monster. Yeah. When he was always such an also-ran henchman in the, car, in the yeah, original movie Yeah, none of the henchmen the were there, which made me a little sad. Yeah. But oh, and she did do the make my monster grow moment, which, which nice. Yeah, she hands in the air, camera under her, make my monster grow as he's growing behind her. I like to say that when I'm having sex. Wow, I was just. <laughs> I thought there, that would be more of a foreplay thing. Thinking about that, actually, like you see, you that thank you, you thank you, boy. <laughs> we what? like to have catchphrases. Your brother is that yours now? Make my monster grow! <laughs> and you say it like that. And I can imagine your wife sighing in the kitchen like... <laughs> I can totally see that, actually. God, why do you tell our bedroom secrets on the show? <laughs> so, I saw a movie 
I know you're all excited for this. Mm. I saw Ghost in the Shell. <laughs> I was not the only one in the theater, by the way. I you're right. You were. The whole country of Japan man, no, also saw it. Pat? Pat, no, did he drag did you to not. see Ghost in the Shell? I thought about it, though. I want to see it again. But I, dra- I dragged our friend Jacob, straight man on the floor, occasionally on the show. We saw it um, Thursday night before the Friday opening, kind of like, you know, they have the... Midnight release. No, they like have them like at 7 o'clock now. Oh, yeah, it was like 5.30 release yeah. now. Man. Which Midnight I love. Releases. It's right after yeah, work. thank God. Early but. bird special release. So, there were only about five of us in the theater. It was not busy. And that was sort of a bad sign, of course. Um, as we have long discussed, I am a big fan of that property. I think several of us are. Oral, you are as well, I believe. Yeah. Um, there is obviously some controversy. You may have heard of it. Uh, the whitewashing problem. And I certainly knew that going in. We've talked about it on the show. If you go back a couple episodes, well, maybe more than a couple, you can hear Oral and I duke it out about whitewashing and Doctor Strange and all this good stuff. And it's good. It's a good discussion to have. Did My gimme was Doctor Strange. My gimme was Doctor Strange. Yeah. Uh-huh. But yeah, then to be fair, guy. Ghost in the Shell, even the creator of the show gave it a pass saying... It's an android. Uh, the director of the first mm. movie did. We can we can talk about that. There is complexity in Japanese society's relations to Caucasian people. Is there? there, there yes. Is it? I wonder because why. there is a whole thing going around right now that is basically interviews with random Japanese moviegoers who've seen the movie, and people are pointing it to and going, "Look, they don't have a problem with it. Therefore, everything's great." Which obviously is not true. There's a better article that is actually by like four uh, Afri- uh, Asian American actresses. Mm. I don't know if you read this. Yes, yeah, I, yeah, I read that one. Very good discussion. Very informative. And again, it's it's a it's a problem in Hollywood. It's been a problem for a while. But that aside, because again, we've talked about that a lot. This movie was better than I thought it would be because I actually had low expectations going in. Rupert Sanders, I believe. He's not known for the best amazing, like most amazing films, uh, story complexity, acting. It's, it's, he's visual. He's very visual. Everything's very visually arresting and all this stuff. And the movie was. It really was. <clears throat> the acting isn't bad, actually. I really was happy with Section 9 overall. They took characters that can be very background, mostly kept them in the background, but gave enough material, especially to Bato, um, Togusa and uh, Aramaki. Yeah, I was going to say, how's Chief Aramaki? That was badass. Okay. Beat Takeshi, if you're familiar with his work, he's a badass in that uh, cinema, in Japanese sort of crime cinema. Also, he has a pretty good castle. Castle? You remember that MXC challenge, (gasps) Spike? Oh my God. Takeshi's castle. How can I forget about that? I was right there with you. I love that show. (laughs) It's a beautiful show. They give him some moments. First of all, they make him very Aramaki. So, and he's the only character that talks in Japanese the whole time. Um, and everybody just understands them, which is great. They do subtitles. The, they give him some badass scenes, though, which I know. I mean, Aramaki never gets really badass scenes in the, in the manga, in the anime, nothing. He's just the old ape face, you know, chief who talks to people and sort of does polit- politicking, but never like. Like badassery, and he gets that. So that was really cool, uh, if not, maybe not true to the character. Bato, I actually was really kind of iffy about the, the actor they cast, uh, Pilo Aspic, and he was actually really good. His relationship with the Major was perfect, pitch perfect from the anime, 
that at least uh, standalone complex, if not also the original. Um, Ishikawa is great. Uh, very brief moment. Do um, you get to see Ishikawa naked? No. Boo. He does lift his shirt, though. There we go. All right. And I'm back in. Uh, gosh, there was they added a woman to the team, uh, to Section 9. They usually don't have any other women besides Major. They added uh, some people of color. I mean, they, it was a multiracial, multiethnic Section 9, which was good. Except where it needed Except it the most. the Major. Now, here's the thing. Pesky little thing like We're going to spoil this, and because I want to at least put it out there, and we can talk about it if we want. There is a story reason why she is not Asian in her shell. And remember, we talked about that when we were way back getting into this, and how could they? They've wrapped it into a story element. Now, I am sure the casting came first, because in the original, it's that's not even a thing. They completely changed the major story, though. I mean, it is like they took a little bit from Ghost uh, Standalone Complex, and then they just they made their own thing. And I fundamentally disagree with what they did. She is basically a little, like, kind of rejecting sort of the technological stuff uh, protester. And she gets pulled up into, a, a like, a, a sting. And then basically killed and given to this program. Uh, I forgot the company's name, but it's a big corporation. And converted into the major. And her identity is washed, so literally whitewashed. So her name is Mira something something. Okay. Until wow. she unlocks her memories and goes to meet her mom. And her mom, of course, is a Kusanagi, and her name is Motoko. And you do get to see a moment where she is pulled up into all this. Now, I think if you're going to whitewash, at least back it up with your story. No. <laughs> no, that is not the moral this of is, that story. Listen, this is the complex. As a white I, man, I feel like that's a good moral. I... I, I again I have a I have a problem. I agree with you about whitewashing. It makes me feel gross. Well and it this does. Is, this it, is, it's grimy, isn't it? It makes me like I don't know oh it's the dichotomy of it makes more sense from a story perspective, oh, but yes, it still sort of is used. That doesn't make it a good it story. It makes me feel like they're normalizing it. Guys, it's get out. Oh my yeah. god, it is totally get out. Oh my god. Oh. Now that's a movie you want to talk about. It's my like the god. inverse of get out. Oh my god. That's interesting. I oh, that. oh, I feel sicker is that, now. Is that why Jordan Peele is going to direct Akira? <laughs> oh my god. Oh, oh, oh gosh, no. Oh, my skin is. Ugh. Yep. There All right. You go. Oh, so, no. so given that. It's so meta. Everything else about the movie is beautiful. The visual storytelling, it's very... I mean, they're aping the anime, of course, the first anime. And the music's actually better than I expected. Clint Mansell actually can do some electronics. Um, So, yeah, I don't know. It's a hard You know what? This is is like... like in the Wizard of Oz, you pull back the curtain, and it's actually just a ghoul eating, like, babies. Like, that's what this is. Like a ghoul eating babies. It's it's like, if you thought whitewashing was bad... Ooh, ooh. Oh, just the get out reference. Oh, no. I'm going to have nightmares. I still need to see that movie. I'm going to have nightmares for the rest of my life. I can't. Well, needless to say, this movie did not do well at the box office. It did better overseas, but it did not do well here. The goodest, the the goodest, the best news to come out of this whole thing. The bestest. The bestest. The goodest, bestest news. They are making more Ghost in the Shell anime, and the director and writer behind Standalone Complex is coming back. I forgot his name. But he is probably, to me, the most like successful. I think that run was the sort of high point of the anime. I want more touch comas. 
and you'll get more Tachikomas. Yeah. And but there are no Tachikomas in the film except for the Boo. spider tank. Thing. But for now, they're they're putting aside their need to have a live action. I can honestly say it's probably not gonna. Yeah, okay. for a while. Now we just need to get through Death Note. Death Note. Well, well, Light, that's Netflix. Like, Light looks like he's just strung out on heroin. <laughs> like, is that supposed to convey angst? He's like, I look like I shoot up. Like in in the backseat of my dad's El Camino, like it's it's Western. Yeah, I mean it, the best part about the Death Note uh, is is gonna be Willem Dafoe because yes. they don't have to put makeup on him. Just 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 Wait, is put he some... playing the demon or yes. whatever. Yep, the he's already got the mouth. Death. He does. He's perfect. That's creepy. Just pin his nose back. Right? Well, Ooh. not even. <laughs> just chop it off. He's he's method. Um, He'll do it. Have you seen some of those Lars von Trier movies Seriously, he's been in? He, he will do it. He would. He would. <laughs> um, all right. So anyway, Ghost of Shell. Um, there are other bunch of trailers. I, the only trailer I really cared about, honest to God, I looked at all these and I was like, eh. Um, the Justice w- League? It's Justice no, League, right? fuck that. I didn't even put I that care. on. I didn't even put that on the Garbage. Uh, Spider-Man, that's eh, fine. Uh, movie news, we'll skip. The Thor Ragnarok trailer. Can we just spend a oh, second? I watched that four times in a Can row. That was so good. You mean the Led Zeppelin album cover that I've been waiting for? That's well, so it's good. Led Zeppelin album cover as rendered by Jack Kirby. Yes. Mm. If you go back on the trailer and you watch the scene where the Grandmaster and his like entourage are watching the, the arena, mm-hmm. you pause it. You can go online and compare it, and it is straight up Kirby crazy awesome cosmic stuff it well, looks great i yeah. remember hearing about like the first thor movie how they're like oh well no this is like cosmic thor no thor ragnarok is cosmic yes. thor yeah. yes this and is this is where beta ray bill needs to make a cameo in the background right <laughs> it, it, oh, it makes the most sense fans. it makes the most sense so uh hella we already mentioned Kate Blanchett looks amazing. I mean, that one scene where she's got the helmet and the, all the, the crap. The horns. The horns. Um, I love Thor's sort of alternate look once he's, I guess, lost his hammer again or whatever. Like, that whole gladiator Thor look mm-hmm. is awesome, including the crazy helmet. Hello was like, no bitch. Um, it's like his oh, helmet's got the wings it's always wanted to have. I love the Incredible Hulk joke about oh it's the guy i work with or from i know it's a friend from work (laughs) that's quarter of the that plays off the whole thor uh thor's best friend videos they've been doing oh yeah Yeah. australian friend yeah that's Mm. that's silly um obviously it's pretty fucking messed up it looks like asgard is going to be completely like obliterated i mean it's Um, called ragnarok well it is and how many times has asgard been blown up in the comics but this also the trailer does kind of give credence to because there's always been that idea that heimdall's eyes or whatever are one of the infinity gems and heimdall you can see in the trailer he doesn't look like he's part of asgard like he's not in his asgardian outfit he's somewhere else so maybe he's being hunted because he's got an infinity stone. And his eyes, they're going to blind this black man. Mm. Yes, they are. Mm. I'll be his caretaker. You know, it's, it's cool. He's rolling Death's chain in the gun in the Gunslinger movie. So. Yep, I'm aware. He'll be all right. When is that trailer going to come out? Oh, my gosh. Oh, I'm I need excited. It. I need it Waiting. soon. Uh, anyway, so Thor Ragnarok, if, you haven't, if you've been under a rock and you haven't seen it, it, it's pretty awesome looking. So I'm excited about that. And that's this year, too, right? End of the year? and uh, Yeah. No, like November. November, Okay, yeah. cool, yep. cool. Wow. That's and, of course, deep. Guardians comes out in a few weeks. I'm sure we'll talk about that. Uh, any other movies? Did we, we did talk about Get Yeah, we talked about Get Out. Oh, wait a minute. Hopefully. We need to make an announcement. Oh, boy. I would like to take this time to personally thank Ricardo for helping me have dignity in 2017 by giving me a copy of Moonlight. 
Uh, oh, it, wow. it put a smile on my face. We're going to do a whole like microsode dedicated to talking about Moonlight yes. and race and how it's a reflection of internalized homophobia when you are a young black man in the hood. What does it mean when people call you these things and you quite haven't put it all together? You just know that based on where you live and who your family is, there is something intrinsically different about you and that difference is wrong and you need to like figure this shit out because the more you remove yourself from that sort of internalized struggle, the safer you are and that's not actually true yep. and I'm so excited to talk about it so Ricardo thank you thank you so much if you have a movie you would like for any of us to watch please feel free to send it to us now, I'm excited about seeing Moonlight as well so. yeah mm-hmm um, all right, move on to television. Uh, there has been some, uh, well, uh, God, it's been a ridiculous amount of good television coming out lately. Um, we still haven't done a microsode of Legion. Oh, yeah. That is correct. Yep. We do owe that. Haven't seen it. Oh. I'm halfway through it. Uh, and Fargo started back up. I know. Season two is finally on Hulu, so I can finally catch up. Not that you'd have to. There, yeah. I want to. All right. Obviously, I want to. I had the Blu-ray. Should've. And the Get Down Part 2 has come out, and I've seen the first episode of it, so yep. I'm slowly moving through that. I want us to talk about that when you finished it. Okay. I will say, Pat and I finished it. I felt Part 1 was much stronger for I, several reasons. Okay. I, I, I kind of get that inkling after the it first comes part. It back around yeah. by the end a bit, but... Yeah. Anyway, we will we'll, we'll okay. We'll come back for that. I think once we've all finished that, because that that definitely deserves a little bit more. Yeah, I would dive. Talk about that. But there's one. Sp- there's two. Th- anyway, there's a few things bothering me. Um, Mystery Science Theater. We have to talk about this because Mystery Science Theater, the original show, Mystery Science Theater, three thousand, three thousand, was absolutely one of my favorite shows. And I believe Jeff, you were into it a little, maybe I not was, as much, but but my brother used to have like hangout nights where his friends from school would come over and they would watch an MST3K episode as a means to just kind of kick back and, and relax. And That's what we did. Like, I remember the quintessential movies from that back then were like Manos, Hands of Fate. Of course. Uh, Santa Claus versus the Martians. Absolutely. I remember that one. Uh, Laser Blast. I mean, there's a lot. But those Mitchell. were like the legendary episodes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, so, uh, so yeah. for a long time, Mystery Science Theater, the rights had been sort of tied up in other things. They were releasing them. But the alumnus from Mystery Science Theater went on to do Rift Tracks mm-hmm. and Cinematic Titanic. And their influence has been obviously far and wide. Many, many comedians grew up in that era and sort of have now have a thing about riffing on movies. The Sklar brothers did it for uh, sports. So it has been a cultural thing that has just kept going. And so it came as no shock. When Joel Hodgson, who created the show originally, came back and did a Kickstarter to, re- to relaunch it, and we talked about it, um, brought in all new writers and all new cast, with the exception of uh, Mary Jo Peel, who seems to have a sort of recurring role, and she was uh, Mrs. the M- Mama Forrester. Okay. And she was she's a writer and been on the show. Anyway, so basically a brand new thing. Jonah, um, not Jonah Hill. Jonah, Jonah Ray. Jonah Ray. From Nerdist. From Nerdist, yes. Uh, he is the host. He is the main, uh, the, the human with the robots. They recast both of the, the robots' voices. That's a little jarring. It took me a little bit to get used to it. But I can say now after seeing 
four of the five. No, there's there's like thirteen, but four of four or five of the episodes, they brought it back in a really good way. It's true to the spirit of the show. It's actually in continuity. I mean, they they have characters on from the previous thing. They they acknowledge the prior sort of history of the show. Oh, wow, as I much as that. they need to. It's very light. Like yeah. you don't go crazy. And it was great. Like it was really fun. The writing, I think they have to kind of feel their rhythm. They get their rhythm down. It's a little spotty. You know, some of the episodes, the humor would be a little weak. Mm-hmm. This has those moments, of course. But that joy, that like positive sort of playfulness, not so much just tearing it down, but actually trying to like kind of have fun with it. That's all there. So my, my question, because Jeff, like I, I have this understanding of MS3TK. I've, I've watched you know, lots of episodes, but I've never really felt like it's clicked with me um, completely. Like, there are some episodes I'm like, yeah, this is hilarious. Um, I used to watch it as a kid, but it it always felt so insular to me. Is this like a good starting point? Is this a good jumping on point? Absolutely. Okay. No, you don't need to know anything about the past. They're very, in fact, each, each movie is fairly standalone. Well, no, in the sense that you know, even even with the jokes, you always felt like you missed something. So they I are can fully. Yes, I watched it. My brother is four and a half years older than me, so a lot of jokes that he got, I was at that age. I didn't necessarily get. The writers are mm. younger, so they are making younger references, but not oh, okay. much. Honestly, not much. There is some Broadway humor, and that was something that the old show used to do. They do make a lot of like movie joke references. So you may or may not, and this is the thing about Mystery Science, repeated watching pays off because you may not get something at one point in your life. You go back later, you're going to get it that time. And I've had that experience myself. And, and that's what layers. I wonder. They are layers. Yeah, and that, that's what I wonder too of going back and watching the original ones if I might actually understand more of the jokes than I got when I was a kid. It's no, rapid definitely. fire yeah, definitely. It covers a broad spectrum of culture. So, yeah, honestly, that is a part of it. but Because they put up some of the original show, too, right? Oh, you can get, I think, most of most them online of it. now. Yeah. yeah. But everything on Netflix, they put, yeah. up, they put up, like, season one or two. And I went back and watched an episode of season one. Just, I don't think I had ever actually paid attention to it. Mm-hmm. And I actually understood all the jokes as opposed to, like, one or two. Yeah. So, I don't know. It's a great show. It's on Netflix. Uh, Patton Oswalt's on it. Neil Patrick Harris has a cameo. Uh, I guess Mark Hamill shows up at some point. Uh, Jerry Seinfeld shows up at some point. Like they've gotten some really good cameos and core uh, people on the show. So uh, definitely check it out if you like the original. Now, uh, other shows that have come back, I have not watched. Like Iron Fist. Have any of us watched? Actually, Pat, I know you finished. <sighs> I got halfway Iron through, Fist. and I've. I, this it's is the first time I've just been like, uh, so I bad. Don't, I don't need to finish it. I haven't started. I, I started. I watched the first episode. I'm Danny Rand. What is okay? If you had to boil it down, and I know Pat, you enjoyed it a little bit more than many people I've talked to. If you had to boil it down, what's the single pro- most like? What's the problem with the show? Why are so many people just based on what you saw? I think the negative. Um all the negative commentary about the casting, I think, was the first issue. And I think that marred anything that this show was going to do. Unless it was the epitome of, like, whatever your god is in a television show, it was going to be shit on. It's not a great show. It's not a bad show. It's 
got a main character that you could care less about. Sir Lawrence Tyrell, I love Sir Lawrence I do Tyrell. too. He was better when he was getting the shit beat out of him in Baylor's Sept. Hush. It's spoilers. But that was my problem with Daredevil. Daredevil, I could care less about what was happening to Matt Murdock. First season, Kingpin was a better character. Second season, Punisher was a better character. Um, Colleen Wing is a better character than Iron Fist. But I heard so, she doesn't really get the room to run until the later half of the season. Doesn't matter. Yes, it it's does. A, for the people trying to watch the whole season. That's fine. It, it is what it is. I mean, you, you're gonna, you're not, you're not running a sprint with these shows. That's not how they're doing any of them. Well, that's a big Should, chunk of the do, problem with these shows. Is but pacing that's the thing. has always been an issue with all of them. But that's they never have. None of the Marvel Netflix shows have had the story to justify thirteen episodes. Which is the problem for most television shows. That no. I think I think Marvel's Netflix ones are particularly guilty for thirteen. Like yes. they could easily be. Which is eight. why Defenders is eight. Well, and they're learning. But other shows that are like twenty four, those can't usually sustain the story. But those are shifting away. True. You're seeing now thirteen episode ep- uh, seasons that are actually tightly paced. Yeah, like Fargo season well, one and two. Well, that's what British television has done forever. You know, that's the... right? It's I. It's I. Well, for me, because I, I don't know. There was just something about it that bothered me. It was, I mean, the pacing's always been weird for the Marvel shows, and it's never really bothered me as much as it's bothered me with Iron Fist. And I think part of the problem was I actually enjoyed the first two or three episodes where Danny Rams essentially just a weird homeless dude. Everybody's just like, you're really weird, and you're homeless, and you don't dress like somebody that has their shit together. And I liked that. Like, if I could have had half the season of homeless Danny Rand running around being like, oh, well, that's new. That's, like, trying to impart his weird sort of Kung Lung knowledge on strangers. Right. I think I would have enjoyed the character significantly more. But at the same time, I think it feels like they're like, we're not, we're not, we might get a second season. We might do a second season of this. But probably not. So they kind of did that thing where they ran through a lot of stuff. It's set up for a second season because yeah. Defenders isn't going to pick up with uh, Kun Lun being gone. Yeah. So they, it's but this everything is set up for for second seasons of of all the shows. So it, regardless of whether or not, like critically, it's going to come back. Marvel's going to do the Netflix shows have been the part of their television brand that's actually working as opposed to their network television with the new shows that are coming. We'll see if that holds true with um, new warriors and cloak and dagger, Mm. but they're going to continue to run with it. I mean, agents of shield has had its issues and it's ending what it's fourth season with at least another one coming. (laughs) So they're going to, they're going to run. They renew. Did they actually get renewed? Uh, No, but it's pretty much a, I mean, it's, it's fairly, it's not on the bubble, but it's not like, I mean, yeah. Well, every other super confirmed. Every the Netflix show by the time this has passed, has gotten the, it's an all but assured thing that there's going to be a season two. The difference being that they've already announced that they're pursuing the Punisher season. I could very easily see them not doing a second season of Iron Fist in favor of a, a first season of Punisher, and just yeah. 
rotating, and that could be their new precedent of just rotating yeah. characters. I mean, and they have options, certainly. Like, I think the good writer would try to leave a, here's what we could do next, yeah. even if they're not guaranteed that. But yeah. Um, now, another Netflix show that I think is maybe a little bit more popular, and I know some of you have seen, is 13 Reasons. I have heard so much about the show. Now, I've heard about it. 13 Reasons Why. 13 Reasons Why, I'm sorry. Now, nope. I do not know anything about the source material other than the Vegas like, premise, but I know Pat was super into it. Uh, has anybody else seen it? No. You guys I just a lot of see it. I, I don't know what it's about. Well... It's why a Desperate Housewives kind of set up. The main character is the dead narrator. Girl kills herself, leaves behind a tape, cassette tape, basic uh, suicide note, reason why she did it, uh, 13 tapes, 13 sides, I should say. It's uh, seven, seven tapes, six and a half sides, mm. or six and a half have recordings on them. Each tape corresponds to somebody that had a, an effect on why she committed suicide. So then the tapes go to one person. They have to listen through them, set them, pass them on to the next person. So whoever's on tape one listens through, gives it to the person on tape two, carries all the way through. Somebody's supposed to be watching them to make sure it happens. If they don't do what, if they don't pass the tapes on, then that person is supposed to release the tapes to the public in a very public way. Ooh. Now mm. I got the impression that there was a lot of mystery about what's actually like what actually happened, and they kind of spoon feed that out over the course of the episodes. Well, yeah, because it's each tape is about somebody, so okay. you only get parts of the story in each episode, and then stuff comes back. Some somebody's on two tapes, so it's less people than are actually. It's not 13 people, but it's it's enough people. It's a lot of... Um, there's a good amount of having to juggle cast and remembering things. And they do double back and you see things. And I had points where I was like, didn't I see that already? And then I realized, yes, it's just either more of the story, a different aspect to the story or something. And you just kind of get more of those things. And it's um, extremely graphic. Uh, extremely graphic for rape content. And uh, they show the suicide. Wow. Oh, wow. I did not watch that. I had to close my eyes and turn away because she puts the water on in the tub, gets in the tub, has the razor blades, and screams like she's actually, yeah. Super intense. Super intense. Um, I don't think it should have a season two way things are nowadays it might but it it Isn't left it standalone kind of contained yeah well i mean it it goes then the whole premise of the show goes away in season two if you continue the story on right and um i think the book ends roughly the same way that the show did so unlike orange is the new black where you're now in five seasons of the same year you know, her one year in prison or 13 months in prison, you know, that you're having to fill with things that you're, you're creating story at that point where this you're taking, if you continue on with the story, you take away from what the whole premise of it is and having these tapes and trying to figure out why she did what she did. Hmm. Hmm. Well, I mean, a lot of people are saying some really good things. I mean, it sounds like it's 
worth checking out. But yeah, definitely trigger warning at the very least uh, if you have issues with rape or suicide. Uh, the, um, ep- the episodes come with okay. warnings at the beginning. That's good. Oh, okay. Um, another show that has just come back that is near and dear to some of us is Doctor Who. Yay. Now, I know Oral has not seen either. I haven't even uh, seen the Christmas special. I'm in the same boat. Um, that's, that's, I, 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 know, I, I know, totally okay. meant to, to like, I got to do this. It's I got to watch it. But is is the Christmas special on? It's on. Is it on Amazon yet? I believe it is. Yeah. Okay. You can definitely buy like the little one episode Blu-ray. But yes, I believe it is on digital. So I will just say this. No one else has seen it. I mean, Pat. Mm. Actually, Pat. I've, I've seen like half the first episode. Bill is amazing. Bill is a new companion. Bill has the potential to be, I mean, hopefully she'll go for more than a season, but a very important companion for many reasons, of course, but most relevant right now to maybe what we're doing here is she is the first openly gay companion. Not that Jack doesn't, I mean, Jack counts sort of, but he was pansexual, a little different. Mm. Omnisexual. 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 He, also, he also wasn't like a companion proper. I mean, Anything he was there. Anything with a postcode. A consort. So Bill is a lesbian. Um, really a different dynamic with the doctor than I've seen in a while. In some ways, she reminds me of Rose, but in other ways... I mean, the obvious is uh, maybe, uh, what's her name? Martha. But and nobody liked Martha. No, I mean, that's no, not true. No, that's I, what I always heard. I didn't mind her, like but everybody Martha. kept saying, of, of all the tenant companions, like, oh, I hate Martha. Yeah. No, Martha, get, Martha gets a bad she rap. She does. And it's, I realize it's hard to watch her season because you're watching Unrequited Love. Yes. And yep. Unrequited sure. Love makes everyone feel uncomfortable because it it's painful and even though you see it it always reflects to i know exactly what this is like oh yeah now bill doesn't have that at all so so the basic premise i'll just give you this and then i'll you know the doctor has been teaching at a university for years like we don't know how long and bill is a cafeteria worker there not a student but sits in on his lectures and becomes kind of fascinated with him and he notices her and I think she comes at some point for some reason. I don't remember the exact thing. And he basically says, look, you're, you're really impressing me. I don't care if you're a student. You're going to start taking lessons from me directly. So not traveling companion, just like sort of intellectual companion mentor type thing. Mm-hmm. And that goes on for a while. Like they let time pass. Oh, wow. Um, Nardol, who is the guy from the River Song Christmas special, mm. the uh, Husbands of River Song. The one that one of the disembodied heads, played by Matt Lucas. Yes. Uh, he is around. He's actually in the Christmas special as well. Fully he's a he's got a body somehow. They don't explain it. And he's kind of the doctor's companion slash helper assistant. And they're guarding some secret in a vault in the university they're at. So that's the setup. Things happen that kind of are interesting and basically Bill meets a girl that she's fascinated with, and there's sort of a thing there that leads them onto an adventure proper. The Daleks show up, but they are by no means crucial to, I think, the overall plot. They just, they're there for a thing. So it was, it was really fun. It was a very different episode. I love the wordplay. The show is called The Pilot, but it yeah. is absolutely a play on both the fact that they're reinventing the show you know, each season and there's a pilot in the show. Mm-hmm. So anyway, I loved it. I watched the second episode. I'm very excited to... Uh, I'm very sad that Capaldi's leaving, even though, I mean, he's been around for about the right amount of years for most doctors Yeah, about now. three years. 
yeah, three or four, depending because they do the whole stretched out production cycle. But I'm very excited to see who the next Doctor is. There has been a rumor oh, that yeah. it is Chris uh, Martin. He's from Death uh, uh, on Paradise. He was in Love the Actually. The lead singer of Coldplay. No, not the lead singer of Coldplay. <laughs> uh, he's a red. He's a ginger, which I think might make him the first ginger doctor. Well, if you oh. remember, if you remember Love Actually, he was the one who had to go to America to shag all the American oh girls. Oh my God, I didn't realize that. Chris Marshall. Thank you. Um, I have no issue with him if he's even the confirmed because they have not. And there's been a whole thing where there's been leaked. Uh, commentary from BBC executives are like, we'll never have a woman doctor, blah, blah, blah. It's all a bunch of noise. We don't know. Women can't be doctors. Well, I certainly hope they change their mind about that. I would love a, a, a female doctor, a doctor of color, a doctor of any other nationality. I think that would be fun to play with and see and try. Idris Elba. My God, seriously. <laughs> Bond first, then he can be a doctor. But um, <laughs> as with many things with the doctor selection, there's a lot of rumors up till it happens. They will be announcing it sometime soon because Capaldi's done at Christmas. So sometime in the next six months, whatever, we're gonna know. And um, they did like a reveal concert the last time. I they think. did a big old they did like a production big special. Yeah. It was too much. <laughs> the new showrunner starts then as well. So I'm very interested to see the take nice. that um, Chibnall brings to the show. He's the guy who did Broadchurch. So I'm wondering and hoping if they're gonna maybe do a little more of a straight up sci-fi series. Sort of not modern because obviously Doctor Who's modern, but like a little more serious than sort of the fun, jokey kind of Moffat era. Refresh my memory. Did Moffat come in at the exact time that Matt Smith took over? Yes. Okay, so that was the last time it was a simultaneous relaunch. Correct. Well, and because it was Davies and well. Tennant, right? And then it was Smith Correct. and Moffat. Well, and Moffat always did from the start of when it when from two thousand and five, he always did like the two parters. Like right, he really, was. He did. He the, was a writer. Right, he was not the show. He was a writer, just but, not the showrunner. Yeah, and Chibnall's been a writer since that first season as well. He's written some of the more like serious sci-fi kind of episodes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, none of them pop right into my head at the moment, but he's he's done a lot. Broadchurch, if you've seen Broadchurch, you I love know Broadchurch. Stuff. Yeah. I just haven't finished season one. <laughs> so <laughs> I heard that. Check out Doctor Who. It is on, and then Class. I also want to talk about that at some point, but I have not watched that. I haven't either. watched it. Either. I haven't watched it. Either. Friend of the show, Steve Mori, uh, loves it. Said it's great. Patrick Ness, great gay YA novelist, uh, was the showrunner for that. So I'm very excited to see what he brings to Doctor Who. But we'll talk about that when people have actually watched it. Now, the time has come for us to discuss. RuPaul's Drag Race. I'm not hoping for a complete recap. Oh my god, girl, you haven't watched this either. <laughs> no, I have. Okay. I'm just I'm two episodes behind because the problem uh-huh. when you put it on Friday night and you're working and you work mm-hmm. nightlife, you know, other people get to see it, other people get to watch it. If you're lucky where you kind of host like a viewing party, you get to see it. Have yep. you heard anything? About or are you keeping yourself pristine I, and virginal? I, mm, <laughs> I've I've heard some things of I didn't I heard some things of the of last week's episode. Okay, so I know about that. I haven't heard anything about this most recent episode. Right. However, um, gayest of all time with John McGovern played this bitch track about <laughs> Oh Valentina, you're gorgeous. She can walk in. And uh, walk out on stage with a damn diaper. It's like, I love your smile. You're so pretty. You're like <laughs> Evangelista. 
why the fuck does she have a damn beret on? That's all I want to know. That beret is so bad. I don't, I can't. Well, I mean. Just can't. She looks like a mime from today's special. That's all I can think of. Does, does she look like the beatnik girlfriend from um, an extremely goofy movie? Not that bad. Oh, okay. No, she looks like the the guy from the jazz band from Pee Wee's Playhouse. <gasps> yes. <laughs> oh, oh, or there Judy we go. from um, Doug, Doug's sister. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Judy funny. Judy funny. All right. So we don't have to spoil anything. This can keep it very spoiler-free because we want everyone to... Who are our favorites? Let's do that. And oh, Favorite and least favorite. Let's do that. Oral, you start. And who would you want to sleep with? Oh, oh, geez. Okay. I... I really like... I like Peppermint, but for me, Peppermint hasn't really stolen the show like I know she can. And so, like, I'm just, I'm, I'm rooting for her. I'm hoping for the best. Um, but I think my toss-ups are either Nina or Shay. Toss-ups in terms of? Taking the crown. Okay. Um, I like what they're doing. I like, and, and that's the thing is that I, I, like, I like Valentina, too. She's pretty. And I see, I see what Valentina's doing, and I can't really fault her for it because some like I think the people who make it far in drag race are people who come in with an idea and they hold to the battle plan like you if you're going to create a character you create that character and you play it you play it to the hilt you play it for keeps um, you don't break character because when you break character that's when you kind of see the 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 workings you can you can Say, you know, like, I am this person, I am this, like, art student, I wear, you know, a striped shirt and a beret, like, I'm the first person to do it. And as long as you don't break that character, I think, like, why Valentina's getting so much flack is that, you know, we all know it's an act. We see it. But as long as in in the, the guise of the show, you don't break that character. Right. I think she's doing a good job. So her character is she's an art student? Like, that's what she comes across as this kind of, like, avant-garde sort of, like, but really her looks out there. Judy but her, the, yeah, but her looks aren't. And that's that's what I think is so interesting because she, she presents herself as one thing, but she's actually another. And I like that sort of dissonance that we get between because in that sort of chaos, you get these kind of polished looks. I think Nina is chaos personified and then you get these really cool ideas that she brings to fruition and Shay's just got she's just she's got the attitude that I think uh, I really like and sort of like I'm here to play for Keith so that's that's my breakdown who is your least favorite or who do you want to go home as soon as possible any of them I. Or they're all just. They're they're okay. all just they're, they're they're all okay. Um. I I I, I don't want to I don't want to badmouth like That's okay. Trinity is just all right to me, and I think it's because like growing up in the gay scene in Orlando, what I've seen like really awesome pageant queens. Now I'm not gonna lie, like what she does, she does really well. I can't take that away from her. But that's something I've just seen before, and it, it doesn't excite me the way 
other people do exact not not exactly what she does because I think what she does is really different. But like when she did the whole like Orlando piece, I'm like, what is this? You spray painted this and you wore it. And it's like, a giant anus. Yeah, like I'm just like I'm not. This doesn't excite me, and and that's nothing against her because drag is different for everybody. And you know, from season to season, you know, I either go for comedy or like pure aesthetics. It's just or a combination of the two, and I don't really get what I want from her. But that's mm. fine because she's not here for me. Right, Pat. Oh, who you want to sleep with? By the way, you didn't. You didn't know. I mean, it's not that some of them aren't attractive. I just don't. Uh-huh. That's okay. I know why he put that in there. So, Pat? Uh, favorites are hard this season. I'm not in love with this season. It's been a bit tough to watch through most of it. Um, I don't know why that is. I don't know if that's overproduction from BH1 trying to make it more palatable even though it was on all-stars 2 was on vh1 but with doing this move to a major major network um but i do like a good chunk of the girls um i think peppermint and alexis are probably two of my favorites this season i really like nina although the last couple episodes she's really just kind of taken a whole uh yeah. Way too in my head, way too everybody's out to get me kind of That's thing. That's what I hear. So I, which, and I mean, I get it. Um, you know, when Rebecca Glasscock tries to fucking come for you after the first episode, and you're like, "Bitch, you haven't done what since your season, and you just got arrested for drugs." Woo! Were the bad drugs? I don't. Even, I don't even think it was bad drugs. Oh, okay. And I'm like, don't try and throw shade when you, uh, you know, when the last article that comes up on Google is you getting arrested. Um, Shay has done a lot of cool things. I like Shay and um, who's the bald one? Sasha. Sasha. I like, Sasha. Oh yeah. I like I like, I like Shay and Sasha's, especially after they found out that they would both sleep with each other. <laughs> um, then they've kind of amped that whole thing up, which has been a lot of fun to watch. Um, Alexis hasn't done a lot to stand out she did in this last episode not on the runway but in the challenge she really did well and had she stepped her pussy up on the runway she probably would have taken the win spoiler alert she didn't win the challenge okay um the ones i cannot wait to see go trinity eureka and cynthia lee fontaine yeah eureka i think as a person it's fantastic, probably. Haven't met her yet, so I don't know. Um, I think she was too too much trying to be the uh, comedy relief. Mm. And it just came across as cunty. cunty and can you be quiet? Granted, that's also the producers, because there's a shit ton of footage, and they just happen to put in all of her talking from, you know, two and a half days worth of filming into a 40-minute episode, but... I feel like Eureka is the victim of editing choices, but she steps in it pretty royally in one place, and that's not editing. That's editing just... from the standpoint that they used the footage. Right, no, that's what, I like what you're saying. I mean, she, they saw a thing to do with her, and they did it. Yeah. But always remember what Pandora Box said. They can't edit you in a bad light if you didn't say it. 
<laughs> so you just true. stand quiet the entire time you're filming. Yeah. Now <laughs> I go to edit me badly. They only feature you the you episode you get kicked off. You yeah. ain't gonna get me, bitch. Um, but there was an issue. I'll spoil this much for you. Eureka gets sent home not for a challenge. It's a medical reason. Mm. Um, so she at least got redemption for the week before where she it, it just came across really rough. So it was a good thing that they... I feel like they the producers all knew what they were going to do. She didn't know, but I think they kind of pushed for that redemptive arc Okay. On the episode before they sent her home with an open invite to come back next season. So maybe she'll learn and she'll be a little less um, overzealous. And in season 10, she'll be a different queen on the show. Mm-hmm. It's happened. We've seen that people. Cynthia Lee Fontaine. Oh. <laughs> She's a nice person. No, I, I... She's a super nice person. But for, for fuck's sake, if I hear the word cuckoo again. I am gonna fucking <laughs> stab myself a, in the eyes. It's not a Zelda reference. Or for Cocoa Puffs, like I'm fine with that. Um, but they were at White Party last night. Cynthia Valentina, mm. who I can't stand on the show, and I think it's maybe it's trying to be contrarian because out of nowhere, everybody fucking just like literally got a boner for Valentina at the same time. And I think part of the reason why I don't believe that you've been doing drag for just ten months. And you come out looking like you've won every pageant you've ever been in, including a, uh, an actual, like, legit straight women's pageant. Mm. Like, she could go take, you know, the title of Miss Venezuela without a problem. I don't believe you've been doing drag for 10 months. And if you have, then you have no other job. You've got nothing else going on in your <laughs> life that you've been able to perfect your shit. Because that bitch is gorgeous. Yeah. The fucking, I, the pictures, I did all the pictures I, last night for White Party flawless but you're not gonna tell me you've been doing drag for now two years at this point because they filmed a year ago mm-hmm. it just seems a little off for me but then all the all the all the bears have a an instant boner for alexis so it's fantastic she's a giant bear and i just i found out that she only she only shaves to here <laughs> so nipples which is how i do my drag i shave from here up from from the nips up, that's all I do, because I. That's all you need to do, from some stuff. She, that's good to know. It was a mini <laughs> challenge, and her shirt came up. Like she put her arm up, and her shirt came up a little bit. And I was like, "Wait a minute!" That's so a hairy I, tummy. I talked Wait to her her assistant. And I was like, "Does does she shave all over?" Because she only shaves what she needs to. Treasure trap. Like that is a okay. And if she's not booked anywhere during Bear Week in Provincetown, they're gonna come up to Provincetown, and we're gonna hang out with them. So Ooh, I'm yeah. excited for that. Fun time. Uh, I love Nina, and I love Sasha. I think those two interest me the most because of the looks, because of what I know they've done outside of RuPaul. Mm-hmm. Everybody else, I think, is okay. I don't love. I have no real interest in anything else, really. Uh, I wanted to like Eureka because I think a lot of people sort of know her and have said some really good things about her. And you know, I just she seemed like kind of funny. You know, funny queen, but I'm kind of glad they've done what they've, and for other reasons. But I'm I'm glad she's going to come back. I'm glad it's not going to maybe this be the season. Uh, the challenges so far this season are awful. This most recent one, uh, Kardashians the musical. Seriously, 
like what? Like I just and I get that I don't care about the Kardashians and other people do, but come on, that's ridiculously dumb. I think I don't know. I felt like it was a horrible, horribly missed opportunity to have not have Chloe back on. Chloe's fucking been a judge like she was a judge twice in one season. Yeah, like you couldn't yeah. get Chloe in for the Kardashian episode. Well, that would be really intimidating. <laughs> Probably, but so they got Megan Trainer. It's like what? In her Godzilla pajamas. Her, her unicorn, her yeah. unicorn onesie. Unicorn onesie. The unicorn onesie. Just in time for the unicorn unicorn frappe at Starbucks. <laughs> so I don't find any of them particularly attractive, except perhaps Alexis, just because you know. Although I find it shady when the producers oh like will swing behind and they show her bald spot. <gasps> I'm like. Mm. If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Shade of it all. All right, BJ. Um, Nina. It's my favorite. I do love that RuPaul keeps on adding names to hers. Oh my god. I like and it's it's different every time. Yeah, oh that's <laughs> the whole that's the whole that's the whole gimmick. I love it. Nina, Bonina, uh, Nina Bonina Brown, Rodham Clinton. <laughs> Clinton Brown. Like so, I like Nina. Um, she, she, no matter what missteps she does at this point, she would pretty much have to murder a kitten on stage in order for me to be like, nah, I don't want you to win, because she did the she she did the the gushers commercial on stage. So that is near and dear to my heart. It's my favorite fruit snack. Um, and then my least favorite, I've got a lot of them. So, um, cause like cause like Pat said, this season I don't really like a lot of people. Um, my least favorites, I'm, and I'm three episodes behind, so she's probably already gone. Hopefully, um, the one from one of the ones from Vegas with the high cheekbones. Oh, pheromone. Yeah. No, no. Kamora Black. Kamora. Kamora oh, Black. Yeah, yeah. Kamora. I am. Spoiler alert: She's gone. Thank God. I'll keep watching. It didn't. It didn't take her long. Yeah. And I no. still think she should have uh, gone home instead of James Mansfield in that second. And that's the one I would have slept with. I would have slept with James Mansfield. He is a tiny, like little, yeah. fluffy cub. Like, but I feel, but I feel like also. Oh, that's right. Yeah, I forgot. Yeah. I've already forgotten about him. Yeah, I, I, <laughs> I actually really liked him too. Honestly, I wish and he's friends with Trixie. I mean, for fuck's sake, like, yeah, yeah. I already instantly have a, a like for him. 
So, Although he just he seems so out of his depth. Yeah. And that was I'm sure that was all nerves. Like mm-hmm. it's a whole different ball game when you're uh, auditioning and then when you finally get to the studio and you're under the lights and you have all these people there and you know, it's it's intense. Well, we will revisit RuPaul later in the show. Later and I will be season. caught up, I swear to God. And uh, as a RuPaul aside, Trixie Mattel's album comes out May second. Ooh. Her album art is adorable. It's um, like a, a country farm, and it's her as a boy in country garb, and her as Trixie in country garb with the um, oh god, what is American it called? Gothic, the pitchfork? No, 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 no. She's holding like um, I'm, I'm gonna say like a harpsichord, but it's not. It's um, like a like an electric washboard. Like, Banjo. No, no, I know what those Spoon. things are. Harpsichord. It, jug, it might be jug, a harpsichord. Oh, it a it's a, it's yeah, it, it's fiddle? adorable. No, it's not a fiddle. <laughs> I have to see the picture. I don't remember what it is. <laughs> Did I already say jug? <laughs> Somebody had a washboard at the gig yeah. I was at this weekend. <laughs> I was so glad I didn't bring my own because they would have been awkward. Like, oh, hey, we have washboards. Um, so many reasons. So Just these abs I'm rocking. That's all. It's there washboard. are a bunch of shows. Other we we could go all day talking about TV because honestly, there's a lot going on. But big things coming up. Auto harp. I knew harp I was, was involved. I was close to harpsichord. Yeah, back when you were in like, like, well, Sunday school and like we were in Christian school, like you would have the auto harp songs and you'd press the keys and strum. It's what? Um, we are going to move on, but if that? you want to talk about television with us and you have something we have to watch, please drop us a line. Anything at flameonshow.com. Uh, we'll get to us all of our names. Our website has all of our social media links, but it's flameonshow.com. A lot of our traffic's on Twitter and Facebook. Flame on Show on uh, Facebook. Flame on Podcast on Twitter. Why? Because we are also a podcast. And why not? Um, but anyway, please let us know if you have thoughts on any of these things. You can put comments in the show. You can do stuff on SoundCloud. Just like let us know what you think. Now, BJ. Wait yeah. before he does that. Oh wait, I'm sorry. To There's make to make Ron happy because right. you know that Ron I mean is... he paid for us to do an episode about it. That's right. Um, gave us money. They have announced the next and final set of Steven Universe episodes for season four, <gasps> which will debut yes. May eighth. Wait, final for the season or final yeah. for the show? Final for season four. And the, okay. and the trailer will fuck you up. The trailer looks so cute and for like two seconds, and then you've got people crying and just all sorts of nonsense going on. It didn't have a line in it enough. No. If he was even in there, it was not they enough. They did have a line episode, though. No, recently. I mean, well, no, the, well, it hasn't aired. Oh. It, that's, it's been leaked. That's, I think, the first one out of this next bomb. I'm saying the trailer did not have, if line was in there at all, it was not enough. <laughs> it's never enough. So, moving on, BJ is going around doing these adventures for us, capturing valuable information about festivals the rest of us would never go to. Oh, boy. Or just don't. Gotta bring up my schedule. I just didn't get invited. I mean... I like to frolic. Standing invitation to go to Frolicon. Yeah. BJ will be your tour guide. I will totally be your tour guide. Wait, you just said tour. You'll be the entire tour? I will be the entire tour. (laughs) Man. So, uh, we did this last time you went up there. We did a whole long thing about it. I would say let's let's keep it somewhat short and focused on what were like the amazing new experiences you had that you can talk about, um, and like it, you know any major earth shaking like 
things that happened to you. So, the first thing I have to talk about is the badge. Was there which, was there was there a bounce house? That's all I need to know. There was not a bounce house. God damn it! I'm not there going. There were puppets. Lots of puppets. This no, year. it's not a bounce house. Really? Puppets? Yeah. All right. Um, they brought back. So okay. So I went to Frolicon. Which, if you don't know, what is Frolicon? Frolicon is essentially the Dragon Con, the Dragon Con of fetishes. It's a. It's. There are so many classes. I'm just gonna say it's almost a workshop. For like idea comparison, well, not even that. Like there was there was a there was a panel I went to called "Being Being Your Own Better Partner," and I'm like, oh shit! Like this is hitting home way too way too much already. Hmm. It was the first one I went to, and it was great. It was just about communication with yourself, um, things that make you comfortable, things that don't make you uncomfortable, and how you can become more comfortable for you. And I was like. I did not sign up. Like I had my notebook. I have a notebook. One this of isn't a, this isn't a self help convention. Yeah, no, but there's a lot of self help panels. There was an herbology panel about um, the herb. Well, about it was about herbs and essential oils. Oh. Um, I'm going to be testing out massage oils randomly on people. Um, hopefully, but um, that is also the quickest way to find out where you have allergic reactions. To. Exactly. <laughs> up <laughs> there was an, there was an entire thing on that oh and no there's, i didn't realize there were essential oils that if you touch them they just burn you so you have to make sure call that holy water they you got to make sure that you only put a couple of drops in your base oil and i was like hmm. so that's that's I'm start gonna, on your arm I'm don't start on your you know nipples or underarm um or genital areas or genital areas yeah well i thought it goes without saying i hope but um no, so so this year I I went to none of the panel because pretty much every hour there's there's approximately fifty panels. Every every convention room has a panel going on every hour, so you cannot do everything you want to do in a single go. And they have tracks like DragonCon, right? Yes, yeah. They they, they um, organized them by what you're interested in. And this year they brought back Frolicon TV, which is like skits there's a there's a rule commercial on like things you do and don't do are they playing this throughout the convention as you're walking around no 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 it's on the the tv's in your room oh. like when you go to the dragon con there's like a dragon con tv playing meme videos and everything oh wow i didn't know they did that there That's is cool. a frolicon tv it didn't happen last year my first year i went but there's a frolicon tv that just explains you and there's little skits with lots of puppets um there was a there was a recurring skit called the jizz moppers um about a cleanup crew in the dungeon. There is a dungeon. Um, and a whip lane. Do not forget the whip lane. I almost did forget the whip lane. <laughs> um, See, this is worth, this is important. Where you forget, do you all accidentally end up in it? So There are different rules in the whip lane from the rest of the area. So last year, it's I like only a carpool lane then. Yes. Yeah. So last year, I only went to one dungeon party. And there's like an all male, there's a males only dungeon party. Um, that some guys in um, South Carolina put together. So I was like, I'll go to that, I'll see some things, and we'll see where it goes. This year, I went to, there was just the regular dungeon night where everybody can kind of do whatever you want as long as it's within the realms of being ethical. Um, Ethical whipping. That's where I almost got clipped by a whip because I was head deep into the candy dish. There's an aftercare section after you're done with your scene. And you get to sit down and somebody will be like, hey, do you need Band-Aids? Do you need, like, a shoulder rub? Are you okay? Here's some candy. 
in my mind, it's like Nurse Joy at Pokemon at the Pokemon Center. <laughs> People just boom, 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 boom. And then you're like, okay, I feel like a person again. So funny enough that you mentioned that, there was a, there was a woman dressed as Nurse Joy <laughs> wearing only the, the nurse's jacket, which was too small, and the skirt was pretty much just a belt and nothing else. She styled her hair just like Nurse Joy's, um, dyed it pink, whole nine yards. Um, but so there was that one. There was the male one. Then there was one that I was not emotionally prepared for. I thought I was prepared for anything. Not. There is the dungeon for women who like to watch men. Interesting. So women don't play or do anything. They just watch like their boyfriends or okay. husbands or hot friend. Get put on the rack. And oh yeah. By male or female doms. By by male doms. Okay. If or they just watch them have sex. Um, All right. So I walk in, and the the woman who's in charge of it was probably like I, I bought her a drink afterwards. She's the absolute best. Um, she walks up. She's like, "Hi." She's like, "Are you looking for a play partner?" And so first of all, I was like, "Wait, what? I can just order this shit?" <laughs> like, I didn't even have to swipe she left. Was, she was like, "Yes." She and she's like, "I." She's like, "I think everybody's taken right now, though." And I was like, "Story of my fucking life." Um, so, but then she immediately goes to um, one of my best friends. I'm there. I'm there with his wife, and she's like, "Wait, do you know him?" I was like, "Yeah." She's like, "Do y'all wanna do?" I'm like, "Girl, I've tried since high school. You're more than welcome to try for me." What she did successfully? No. Oh, um, girl. What she did. But then the work. <laughs> Can so- we pause for a second? <laughs> I know sometimes it seems like I have no compassion for you, BJ. <laughs> but I literally think my my soul just shattered for you. And I just, it's so cold for you, and I'm sorry. As an anecdote, I have crossed the Rubicon. <gasps> <laughs> Wait, what? Could we'll you talk, elaborate on this? We can talk about it later. Oh, my God. So, so it was, I mean, it was, I was... I don't know how I got bitter because I was like, I don't know if I can do anything in front of all these people because it was crowded. I wasn't emotionally prepared for how crowded it was either. But then in walks this, essentially, he, he looks just like Thor. Just walks in. His biceps are the size of my head. He's wearing nothing from the waist down. Just slinging around. And I'm like, come on Thor's now. hammer. Yeah, he's swinging around M- Thor's Milner. hammer. Mjolnir's out in full effects. And... and and she's like, what about, and then like four, four lady dudes descend on him. And I was like, well, all right, I'm, I'm good. Wait, lady dudes? Were there um, lady boys there? Fem boys. Lots oh. and lots oh, of fem boys. Okay. okay. Um, one that I made out with, and I was a little bit confused because I actually thought he was a girl. And I was like, it's Frolicon. I can try going Going back down that track again and see how things shake out, and but, but then you found out that it was still a guy, and it was like, cool. And then I was like, oh yeah, wait, I thought that was okay. So I'm confused. So that was uh, I have a list of a couple of panels that I went to. Also, there's this thing called Guidebook that you can download schedules, which is kind of amazing for cons. Uh, let's see, my schedule. So. Saturday morning at 10 a.m., there was the petting zoo. Um, that was all of the animal-based 
fetishes all had one big zone. Um, there was the. Did you meet your own Clydesdale? Not a lot of horse, horse not a lot of pony play people this year. Um, there was oh, I, it also at ten a.m. was the what you're gay and in an interracial relationship panel. What I would have needed to go to that. That one, that one hurt a little bit. The, oh, it, did it? It, it, hurt, it hurt my heart because like I left halfway through the panel because like nope, I know everything you're going to going oh, through, no. and I don't have anybody to support me during this horribleness. So I'm just gonna. And and, he, and and the guy that was there, his husband looks looks at me, looks back at his husband, looks back at me, and he's like, "I'm sorry." Oh wait it a minute! Hurt. It was it one of those. Everybody doesn't know what it's like to be in an interracial relationship, and I, you know, it's very difficult. We experience racism, and as a white man, I now know what racism is. He started. And his husband quickly shut that down and was like, this is a learning experience for him, too. Um, Then we had, at 1 p.m., we had Jealousy in the Round, which is dealing with jealousy and polyamorous relationships and non-ethical monogamy. Mm -hmm. What's the deal with the round? What? Like, you're just in a setup where, like, a circle? Yeah, it was like a a, a round table. So basically, just by virtue of you being in the panel, you were going to participate kind of thing? Yeah, yeah, like you, like you actually. Cause this one, is not. This is not an audience. This is like you're a part of the panel. Like everybody, this is a discussion. Group discussion. We're all, discussion yeah, it was like yeah, it was a round round table discussion. Okay. Um, Did Johnny McGovern pop up and go, non monogamous homo life partners? <laughs> how do, how do y'all do, do it without getting jealous? <laughs> I've got gay questions. <laughs> And I need gay ants. Oh, did we do too much? Do I have to pay for licensing now? <laughs> no, no. 25 second rule, I think. Is I'm going to pull our episode off SoundCloud now. So, um, another panel I went to was Sexy Male Cosplay, which was actually very nice. Um, and then we had How to Style a Synthetic, synthetic Wig, uh, hosted by Dax! Exclamation point. What? Dax? Dax! Yep. That, I, 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 I didn't even read who was giving the panel. And I'm just sitting there, I'm looking around. <laughs> Dax walks in, and I'm like... What? What do you? What? CJ, do I? Never mind, Oral. Don't ask questions you don't want to know the answer. <laughs> Never mind. That's very much the convention. Um, and then we went to there is the Joys of Oral Sex, that hosted by me. I forgot to tell you guys. Oh I yeah. The panel. <laughs> it's actually a panel about how great it is to have sex with me. <laughs> it was very well attended. Oh. And then that was that was and then after that I went to a scotch tasting, and you know to class it up. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. It was mainly to disinfect your mouth. You just burn the cheap scotch <laughs> on the wound. <laughs> and it remember, kills anything. remember, you read in the rules last year. There is no sex without a barrier in the in the uh, dungeon area. Uh huh. Yep. Yep. It's all all barriers Mind all the time. The whip lane and the splash zone. <laughs> and bring, then bring your own poncho. And then uh, one of the last panels I went to for the whole weekend was a, a violet wand. Yeah, the electro stuff. Yeah, but this one was portable. Uh huh. Which I didn't know about. Like battery powered portable, or just you got to plug it into a wall? But it, it's not it, a battery powered generator. It was battery battery powered okay. portable. Um, and a friend of mine had it strapped to his back. Oh. And on. He's like a Ghostbuster. And <laughs> he. I was and he was looking at me funny and I was like, <laughs> "William, <laughs> you're about to do some ransom shit right now and I don't know what you're about to do." And he leans in and I was like, "Oh, you're going to make 
I feel like this is a trap, but I don't care. And so we made out while he had it attached to him, which electrifies him uh-huh. and all the subsequent parts of him, including the metal tongue ring. Ah, uh, I'm buying one of those. It's electric. I'm <laughs> boogie, woogie, woogie. Wow. I, yeah, no, I was like, I, and I missed half those other panels, damn it. Um, but yeah, no, it was, it was great. And I'm, I, it's like you have to go for a certain number of years to be able to do all the things you want to do. And I mean, just the atmosphere alone. I mean, I do alone. all those things for free. <laughs> <laughs> but just the atmosphere alone, like, I, I would mean, love oral. I would love for you to go to the panel. I would go next year with BJ. We, I would really. One of y'all have to go. You, and you have to do on-the-spot recording. I mean, if if anybody was going to go, I guess it would be me. It's like, hi, I'm Oral Fryer, and I'm reporting live from Frolicon. Sir, is that video? No, it's just only audio. Okay, can you? Yeah, no, I can fix it in post. Theater All of right. the mind. <laughs> yes. But, it's, but it, the, just the atmosphere alone. Liberating? It's, it's, it's liberating, but at the same time, it's just... Everybody is there to have a good time, and nobody has time to be a bitch about anything. No, nobody has time to waste. No, nobody can waste time being a jerk. Ain't nobody got time for that. Okay, so I I have a, a question that uh, my You're friend intrigued. wanted me to. You're intrigued, aren't you? No, <laughs> no, and I'll actually full disclosure: the the friend is me, and I have a, <laughs> I have a question based off of experiences. That shall remain as vague as possible, because one day I might want to try to run for at least city councilman. <laughs> so, so sometimes in group settings, okay. where yeah, sometimes in group settings where you're in a space where it's supposed to be really sort of eyes wide shut, it's very quiet, um, and and there's supposed to be sexual tension in the air. Do you often feel that sometimes you don't get that sort of, um, like the same sort of energy from other people? Like for example, I was at a place that had a certain, um, how can I put it? Membership fee? No. Box with many holes? Yes, but I wasn't in there. And so like I was in this, I was in a room where some people were were having sex and you know most of us are fully clothed and you know we're just kind of like walking around in this structure but it didn't come across as sexy to me I felt like I was a Gregorian monk and I should have been transcribing medieval manuscripts mm. so like do you sometimes feel like a disconnect like since it's so like enveloping and all around, if you're not kind of having the same perspective or experience, you feel like that sort of, what is this place? Like a fish out of water? So, yes. No, absolutely. Like, so when I went, so when I went the first time, like, and I went to the dungeon the first time, I mean, I was high, but I went to the dungeon the first time and it wasn't even really, I was looking for anything. It wasn't even, mm-hmm. it wasn't even one of those moments where like I was like okay I can kind of start to get into this it was literally the disconnect for me was like what are they doing mm-hmm. and I and I would watch and there's like what's the thing is the, so there was there was an etiquette class there was a scene etiquette class 
like when you have that disconnect during a scene, whether you're a part of the scene or whether you're just a bystander or whether you're waiting waiting your turn, that when that happens, either you make the conscious choice to be like, I'm ready to go, or you just stay and you watch them finish out the scene and you, you figure out whether or not this is something you actually want to do or if this is something that just because you're in that environment, you want to do. I have a question. So because, like you say, you refer to it as a scene, do some of the performers then treat it almost like like a theater in a way, yeah. but kind of a theater, but that they can let down their guard. It's, it's and, all theater. But it's, it's also it's, it's also improv to an extent. Yeah, it's no, it's yeah, there was there was a panel on like sexual improv and group sex. Like there is uh, one of the panels that really resonated with me. There's a talk dirty to me, the art of uh, seductive wordplay panel where my problem wasn't the fact I could find the words. My problem is I can't be serious right. in serious situations like, at all. Like you know what you what words you could put together that would sound sexual and good, but then you would the delivery. But then I say them like, like a do you Muppet. rehearse do you rehearse in the mirror? See, and beforehand? I say them, I always say them like Paul Lind. And then I let can we? Can we? No, that happened in the thing. And 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 the most terrifying thing about that class, I'm glad I stayed. Is when I walked in, I walked in five minutes late, and they're like, "Pick a partner," and I'm like, "No, where are my gays?" And then like this one woman was sitting there, and I was like, "You know, whatever." Hey, would you like a partner? And she, she looked at me like Wednesday Adams, and was like, "No, don't." talk to me and I was like okay well I've got one more shot to find a partner before I run out of here screaming and this one girl walked up to me and she's like do you wanna she's like I have a girlfriend and I'm like oh thank god somebody on my end of the spectrum see and that's what it it seemed to me like if you go to something like this you have to at least you might not for especially like the first year you go might have a, a, a disconnect where you're trying to still kind of get your footing in all these different especially if it's the spectrum of fetish but by the time you get adjusted, it's like, you know what you're signing on for. You know, get your headspace right, and you show up, and you just want to have a good time like everybody else. And there's, there was a ton of panels on, on dom headspace, sub headspace, um, scene headspace. There, there's, there was, there were like psychiatrists there. I went to, um, actually, I think this is a podcast. It's uh, two, two MDs and a microphone. Mm-hmm. They do a medical one every year, and they're like, no matter how gross the question, how weird the question, ask us. Try and bring, try and stump us. I find this intensely fascinating. And well, I, but it's, but so, so the thing, so the thing that helps with the disconnect for me is just learning. You have to ask questions. You have mm. to like, and if a scene is pretty much over, or they're just doing like, they're doing cool down. You hey, say hey, excuse me, like, what was it about that that you really enjoyed? And ninety percent of the time, they're like, here's a book, <laughs> you know, or like. They're like, here's here's our own personal notes. Here's our email. Please ask us everything. Everybody wants everybody to be so educated that it's that disconnect doesn't really happen or it does in a different way. Yeah. So like the the inverse of that is sometimes when you say, Hey, I've been here, everyone's like, it gasps. People gasp, it's like I, I can't believe I would never do that. But like when you go, it takes some of like the the mystery out of it. Sure. And it takes away some of that 
like salaciousness that seems like a barrier because if you can like have a conversation with someone while two people are like whipping the shit out of each other in a like a totally consensual way it's no longer this alien thing you're just like oh that's what's happening like um at work we have a group of people who meet like um once a month and they're like the coolest people ever but they're also part of this like poly BDSM group. Um, and, and, you know, they host private events uh, in, in our bar. They're really nice. And like, if I need to walk back there to print something out and I see somebody doing like Shibari knots, like to me, that's not weird anymore. Not that it was weird to begin with, because I've watched a lot of anime in my life. But, you know, it just, it all kind of works. So, yeah. Yeah, no, that's, and that's exactly what happened to me, for me this year, is like last year when I was walking around the con space, like, th- like there are people that come, they get out of the elevator, they walk into the con space, and they disrobe, you know? And, and it took all of that, because like the first time it happened, I don't know if I was just jealous that the dude was just that hot, or the fact that he managed to build some sort of glowing cock ring cod piece thing. That's cosplay. That was attached to portable speakers. <laughs> you see that? <laughs> you see, you try to do that with your Tron hoodie, that takes it to a whole other level. Seriously. So, so and, and I was just like, good lord. But then this time I was like, where is that guy? I need to get some fucking notes. You know, it's, it's one of those things. And they call everybody out on their, on their shit in this one. I went, there, was a, um, there was a LGBTQ um, IA meeting mm-hmm. intersex mm-hmm. and asexual um uh like cocktail meeting and a lot of people were just kind of like i don't tell my friends that i go to this and i feel like that's fucked up because you know they're supposed to be your friends yeah they're supposed to be my friends but they also go you know to the glory hole pit like every other week and i'm like how is what i'm doing Worse? Well, and that's that when the beginning of the whole thing when you're talking about the class about getting in touch with what you like and knowing how to like acknowledge what internally what you want. That seems like that's the most important piece of going to something like this. Yes. Because if you don't know what you like, then you're never going to really know where you be- belong to an extent or mm-hmm. where you feel like you're accepted entirely. Plus, life's too short not to have the kind of sex you want to have. Amen. That's some bullshit. And some of it wasn't even about sex. That exactly. Was the, that, was the, that was the thing that really blows me away is just all the, all the people that are just like, they're like, can I just hold your hand for five minutes? And I'm like, sure. Did you Aww. wash it? And they're like, yeah. And I was like, <laughs> of course. I have a bottle of Purell attached. Here you go. Yeah. Here they're you go. like, yeah, no, no. And, and she was just like, and she just sat down next to me, held my hand. And I was, I was waiting for a panel to start. And she was like, thank you. And I got up and, left, and I was like. Intimacy. <laughs> the yeah, word basically. is intimacy. Thank I've, you. And communication. Jared, I think a lot of those. Are you, are yep. in Intimacy? What? <laughs> in, what is in, in, um, inmates? It's about inmates. No, I see what he's doing. And are I, you into me, Macy. Macy Gray? No, I are just. You into I'm not Do familiar you like with this Macy's? concept are and terminology. Into see intimacy. Have you heard of that? I don't I know have. what that is. It's, it's something I crave constantly. <laughs> so you I know about it. You just don't have it. Oh. <laughs> all right. Yeah. So Frolicon, another year has come and gone. If I win the lottery, we're all going. Yeah. Seriously, that would be. I'm going for this shit. Very interesting. And again, I really hope if maybe next year we'll get you kitted up or something, but I want to get some audio from people. I want to, I want to paint this picture. Did you get, I, I, I did little record. I did like a morning recording before I left the room uh-huh. for, uh, 
two days, and then I did like an afternoon recording okay. before I went to the room parties. But then like the last day, the checkout day, was after the scotch party, which we had 40 scotches, and I sampled most of them. And, and right even there, I love a scotch. Yeah. I'd go for just the whiskey tasting. All right, well, we'll figure it out. Yeah. We'll, we'll so see what I we can use, and yeah, we'll go for <laughs> I'll it. send it. All right. We're skipping games because we're going long. Wait a minute. I need to tell you, uh, oh. my roommate bought a Switch, so I've been playing uh, Zelda, and I really like it. Good. Um, I'm getting to the the Lanyus, the the water people. Oh, the Zora Domain? The, I yeah. Just, Zora. I, I, that's where Holy I'm at. Holy shit. It that's took a hike. Me forever. That's a so fucking hike. There is a, a steep like curve till you get to that point where you can survive yeah, I'm more getting, often than I'm, not. I'm getting there. And then um, you get smacked. Guardians are, are fucking bitches. I haven't even started my first Divine Beast. Can but I, tell I really you, like this game. I am thrilled because it is beautiful. It's fun. It's lovely. It's I, I have killed Guardians now. And I feel that is such an accomplishment in that game. Going from the fear of that sound and the music yeah. and where just you know seeing you are that, targeting. That, that, that red, tiny red, red, red laser. Yeah. Uh, but now uh, they are my bitch. I can totally. And I'm not like super high level. I've only done two Divine Beasts. You just got, got the right the arrows. Sword. No, I don't even do that. I'll you chop the legs off? Yes. Okay. So we'll talk. Okay. The only thing I will say is this is the worst game if you are like myself and you're a pack rat. Yes. Yes. Oh, yeah. Yes. Because I have like swords and shields uh-huh. that I refuse to use. Yep. Because I know eventually I'm going to need it. And they'll um, break. And then you'll lose them forever. And uh, yeah, or, or have to worst, pay a lot to get them back. Yeah. yeah. The worst thing uh, that happened to me today is that I hadn't gone up against like electric arrows before, <laughs> and I didn't know. Yeah, Woo! I didn't know that you'll drop your weapons. Yep. Oh, no. And I thought they were just destroying them. Oh, no. And then I realized in the midst of this battle, where like there's eight archers around me, I was just like, oh shit, where are all my good weapons? Can't find them at all because it's dark, it's raining, and I'm just like, well, fuck. And so I literally had to go back down the list to like one of the autosave points where I still had it, and I had to, to think differently. And I think that's what this game is teaching me. Like, I chopped down my first tree by accident. Right. Like, uh, I'm like, instead of like fighting things head on, why don't I just like use this remote bomb and let it roll down the hill. I will troll the hell out of some moblins with remote bombs. They have put moments in the game that are they teach you. A lot of it's just using the sh- doing the shrines. But yeah. you can very easily, because it's so open-ended, skip those, not have those teachable moments, mm-hmm. and then just figure things out on your own. Yeah. And then you still get quest credit, which is great. I have a cautionary tale to tell. Use more runes. Who? You, use more runes. 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 Oh, like the magnet. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it's related to that. So I have used the amiibo. I have a bunch of Zelda. We have a bunch of Zelda amiibos. Mm-hmm. Like, obviously, I'm going to use those. And I use some the views one. that is, view of that as cheating. I know they do. I don't care. <laughs> I use the link that is from Smash Brothers, which has a rare drop. You can get Epona. Yes, the same horse. Like, oh, okay, look, yeah, yeah. They, every Zelda amiibo has a rare drop of some kind. Right. So I was on an island in the Lost Woods. I <gasps> decided I would use my amiibo thing and see what I could get. I got Epona. That's awesome. Except you mm. cannot take that horse off the island. Nope. So then I thought, well, I'm not going to be able to register or whatever. 
I'll go away and she'll probably like go away and nope. Nope. I went back and now I just get to visit her. <laughs> Beat her apples. And but it's... <laughs> that is still one thing they have not fixed is if you ever have that situation, you can farm rare drops by just having a save point right before you use your amiibo. Right. And then just reload well, if you didn't get what you my want. My problem is I kept playing on. So now yeah, opponent is stuck there. I don't know if she'll if I'll ever get that <laughs> drop again. You just come back with a sword one day, baby. <laughs> You've led a good life. Can you kill you a horse? Yeah, horses yeah. can die. Oh, so maybe that's a way just to set her on fire. I we? mean, that's I can't, I won't be able to bring myself to do that. But anyway, just if you're going to bring those, it back, <laughs> I swear to God, if you're going to use that room, if that 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 amiibo thing and that amiibo, yeah, just be careful. Okay, so yeah, that's why cautionary I just tale. The, yeah, the only well, thing about game. And also, real quick with the switch, now that you have one, and Brian, you can understand this too. Puyo Tetris, there's the demo up on the store. Get it because it's as close as we've got to a current iteration of Puzzle Fighter. Really? Ooh, wait, it, so this is a mashup between Tetris and Puyo Puyo Pop? Yes. Okay. yes. And you can actually do a combination between the two if you want. It's not in the demo. You have to pick one, okay. either Puyo or Tetris, and play Versus, but the full game, you can actually do a combination. I'm Great excited to hear Great that. Great hope. Yeah, also, one last thing. Nintendo, fix your fucking connectivity issues because this is some bullshit. Oh, I didn't hear about yeah. that. Two switches. Two of them. Oh, with We've the controller. Two of them. What the the left Joy-Con? Yes. Yeah. Well, that's they newer ones are gonna have that problem. The problem is you can't get new ones because they're all sold out. Yeah. So you have to buy a whole new pair of Joy Cons that are released like mm, within the next month. No, that's some right. bullshit. It's, well, just, it's the an, it's the iPhone shit. antenna issue. Fix no. your shit. Stop discontinuing items that you never produced enough of anyway, and. Pre-order the SNS Classic because well, you're not going to get it otherwise. And uh, now after this, we can move on. I am so happy now that they discontinued it that I got one of those NES Classics. God damn it! I don't even care. I don't even care. Don't I'm going to resell that shit for like 200 bucks. Mm-hmm. Do it. All right, we are going to touch on a few things in comics. We are running long. We will not make this a big thing. And honest to God, eh, DC is doing whatever. I don't care. Marvel. Let's talk Marvel. Hot we'll fo- mess. Focus on Marvel, and then maybe next time we'll. Oh focus wait, man, on no, no, no. The one thing I will say: oh. the Booster Gold Flintstones that was great. annual crossover, great. awesome, great. The Jetsons blew my mind. Jetsons were great, and Snagglepuss. Snagglepuss was great. Which one was that? The Harley Quinn. The uh, Suicide Squad, Banana Split. That was good. Okay, that's all the DC stuff. Now, X Men have come back because they were gone for so long. They've offended everybody in their one issue. The nightmare that was AVX is over. IVX, sorry. <laughs> AVX was kind of a nightmare, too, but IVX is over. The whole Terrigen bullshit's over with for now. There have been several. Uh, was it X-Men Blue and X-Men Gold? Mm-hmm. There's lots of humana, humana, whatever about X-Men Gold with the... Uh, I can't think of his name. Saif. Saif. Uh, that whole conspiracy, or conspiracy, that whole problem, he puts stuff in the art, he shouldn't have done it, he's been fired. Let's move he on. He destroyed his career. Totally. Yep. He com- admitted as much, too. He career had suicide. it all, and he threw it away day one. Yep. Mm-hmm. So if you're going to be... And you get what you deserve. Yeah, if you're going to put protest or gonna whatever art, be really subtle about it, or maybe just don't be completely offensive with it. Whatever. Did you... Which did you prefer? And this is mainly for Pat and Oral and myself, but mm-hmm. I don't know if, BJ, if you've read any of these. Jeff, um, I don't think you're reading these. I've read Blue. Okay. Which of the two did you prefer and why? Gold because I'm I'm in, I'm excited to be back in that sort of like astonishing X-Men era where things aren't horrifically terrible. They're not always great, but I feel like the X-Men are getting back to what they've always been, 
which was a family that loves each other but actually can't stand each other. Um, so a normal family. Yeah, yeah, and like back in a central location where you're going to see like the older generation with the newer generation and they're all sort of like dealing with like worldwide events as opposed to, oh my God, this weekend, how are we going to die out, die out as a species? So like I, I like the return, the form that it's giving me. Um, I think it's cool to see everyone being themselves again because they've just been in battle mode for so long and it's, it's great to see them actually tr- sort of interact with each other again. I agree. Pat? Uh, gold, because I'm not loving the young X-Men, that whole thing. Um, I am excited. It was just revealed that Polaris and Emma are coming back in blue. Um, I don't really care about Emma, although it looks like they've dropped the Magneto Cyclops helmet from her costume. More along the lines of her White Queen days type of thing. Um, but Polaris is back, and I'm excited for that. Um, but I do, I, I like the characters on gold more. Mm. Never been a huge Kitty Pride fan, but I like her in this role. And I mean, I guess it harkens back to Whedon's run, yeah. um, with having her as a central figure. Very much. Um, but I like the fact that I like the characters more. Like I like mm. having Storm involved with it. Um, prestige, you know, my Nonsense. favorite new code name. Nonsense. I still don't. I just, I, you can explain it to me as many times as you would like, and it still just doesn't. It just doesn't jive for me at all. Um, we all have to have code names, except we don't always use them. But we all have to have them, and we need to change yours because you obviously need to. That do wasn't it. that. You're confusing blue and gold for that. Blue is where they had that conversation. Yeah. Oh. yeah. That's where because um, Bobby called Cyclops Scott. And uh, then Beast said something like, "I made, swear, Gold, they did that too." But all right, no, they they Kitty had a conversation, or no, Rachel had the conversation and said that Kitty wanted her to pick a different name, the one that wasn't stuck in the past. Right. Blue is where they said that they had to use code names. Okay. Jean okay. told them they have to use code names. But you know, uh, I I like how like fractured Blue is. Um, I like that they're making Beast to me interesting yes and yeah. a dick because beast is always henry's always been a yeah been a snob kind he of a mansplains a lot a know, yeah. a know it all yeah. yeah and i'm i'm excited to see him go down this horrifically dark path dark sure. beast he's pretty much going to be dark, dark. Beast. yeah cool uh, with magic with magic yeah. so yeah. now we just need sugar man and we're good oh jesus oh, no. God. so i will say i did not like gold i did like blue a lot I like the characters in both. More gold, of course, because they're more my X-Men than the new guys or the classic team. However, something about Colin Bunn's writing of blue and the art, which honestly I didn't even care for the art in gold, even if it didn't have the controversy. I just didn't, didn't – something didn't fit with me. I don't know. I've talked about this, I think, over on Comic Bears. There's just issues with it. Like the baseball thing looks weird and jacked up. Like it shouldn't ever look like that. I mean, there's just – anyway, art was a problem for me in gold. Blue – and I can't remember the artist's name. I apologize. It was really solid. I'm interested, as much as I do not like this idea that you're basically taking all the classic X-Men away piece by piece and replacing them with literally with the classic X-Men idea. Like I don't, it still doesn't sit well with me. I'm interested in what they're doing. 
I love Hopeless's run on all new X Men. This is the logical extension of that, and I love what Colin Bunn has done with Magneto over the years, mm-hmm. from his solo series into a little bit of Uncanny. He did. I, I'm I'm okay. I'm on board with him handling Magneto and doing something interesting. So, I actually like that. But what I will give an honorable mention to is Weapon X. Yeah, it did deserves not, it. Don't love the art. No, didn't know that I would even care about what's going on. Also, I will say Greg Pak. Maybe I mean a great writer. I love Greg Pak. His writing of Old Man Logan was very weird. Like, it didn't sound like what I would think Old Man Logan or Logan in general should sound like, especially talking to Sabretooth. But, but... Is Sabretooth still good in, in yeah, this It's iteration? unclear. He's, he's on the sliding scale. Oh, okay. But they are partnering and having sort of a misadventure. But this is still the Sabretooth from, like, an alternate reality where he was a hero? No, 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 no. He's, he's still he's, inverted from Axis. That's right? what it was. Yeah. That's what it was. So, long story short, I'm, I'm interested in that, and I'm very excited... And I forgot, oh, Soul's writing it. Astonishing X-Men, now that they've announced that the Shadow King is going to be the big bad feeding off of the success in Legion. I'm very excited about that uh, team. Plus it has Cable and Phantom so, X and stuff I really can. Mar- Archangel, things I really like, my favorite. It's, so. still, it's still really early. Um, we were talking about the X-Men Gold New Brotherhood. Mm-hmm. Um, and I read... Theory. Huh? That theory that yeah, I read the theory and it holds water. It holds water. Yeah, the idea. You want to say it? I mean, well, well it was a CBR article. I mean, it's been yeah. out for a couple of weeks there's, now. If you haven't read it, theory that the New Brotherhood are former mutants, or new former X Men, the New Mutants. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's a theory of that going on, and and like I the read original it, and New Mutants. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Some so like yeah. Magma, um, Richter, and why can I still not remember the guy that had that controls fire? Oh, I can't remember. That magma. guy. Ma- magma. No, magma. Oh, no. Well, magma was a girl. Magma is the one that actually. I mean, it's a woman, a floating lava woman that presents the Brotherhood. So we're pretty oh, sure sunspot? that's. Oh, okay. Not no, not no, it looks like magma. It's a woman but made other, of fire molten right, lava. No, it's not the guy. No, the. Um, it's, it's it's Amara. So it is magma. No, it, it's a guy. The guy one. Oh yeah, yeah, there is a guy one. Yes. Yes, sorry. it's the guy one. But they, it's. The Brotherhood looks like the classic one, but um, so they're the, speculating the Avalanche for Pyro, basically. Yes. Yeah, the Pyro one mm-hmm. they're saying is probably is that guy Avalanche because they're dressed as Avalanche and Pyro and and um, Toad. No, no Toad. Well, Toad um, was in the original. Yeah, he was. Uh, he's not in that one, but Pyro and Avalanche have masks, but Pyro couldn't make fire. And the fire is in his hand, not like coming from a gas tank. So they no, they correlated fire. Richter to Avalanche, like each of the ones basically, and then Mask, inclu- yeah. um, which he was a Morlock, not a New Mutant. Mm-hmm. But yeah. so yeah, but I, it has ties I'm to I'm it as well. To see that comes out Wednesday, so excited to see if that's true or not. So also going on at Marvel, we have the uh, uh, epitome, the culmination. Of the Steve Rogers as a Hydra agent in Secret Empire Zero. Mm-hmm. This, and I don't, I don't know about the whole whatever thing you guys. So there's a there's a thing that's going to be revealed on Free Comic Book Day, which is what's the date on Free Comic Book Day? May sixth. So if you have an LCS or you're near an LCS local comic shop, please go on May sixth. It is a very important day for every LCS to do really big sales. They get a lot of publicity, of course, anyway, because mm. it's a national event. But support your local LCS. If, give them some love. If if you walk into a store and they're 
And that's not, I'm not even just promoting for us. If you walk into a store and someone greets you and says hello, he like gives you like the rundown of how things are and they seem really excited, it's because that store cares about bringing you in today. Yep. This is the day, it's like an open house, yep. uh, you know, at exactly. the beginning of the year. You get to, if you're looking for a new comic shop, you go during free comic book day. You see which one you gravitate to the most because any store that just puts a table out there says pick three and walk away, like you, that's a store that care. doesn't really care. Yeah. And yeah. it's a loss leader, so go buy something when you're there. Don't just get the free shit and leave. As much as I'm sure I have done that over the years, try to buy something while you're there. And even even the smallest amount. Yeah, it says, all adds it up. It says thank you. So so on Free Comic Book Day, Secret Empire, was it? Not I can't one. remember. Something it's related like, to Secret just, Empire. It's just Secret it's Empire, yeah. FBD. So there's going to be a big shocking reveal. Yeah, and I've read it. Okay. Without spoiling it, because I no. this will come there's out. No, there's no way to not spoil it. Like that's the whole point of. Well, but I mean, was it a good thing? Did you, you said this was already it? leaked it online too. It, bleeding cool. So at C two E two at their panel, they had a couple of people come up and read the book. To which apparently they didn't make them sign NDAs before they left. Seriously, you think they would? Apparently, some of oh, at least one of the people that read the book literally screamed. Mm-hmm. It's. It's a huge. It is. It is. But I. Does, she, does the person get like the warhammer, like the the one that Mjolnir? Oh, someone's holding Mjolnir at the end. Oh shit! Let me. Uh. Let me. I will. This. <laughs> and if you put the pieces together, to what story it is? Yeah. I. That's I who's holding explain, Mjolnir at the end. I, the thing that people are having issue with is that this is a drastic change, but it's not a change. And when I say that to people, they're like. Oh my God! Like, I can't believe they one. If if someone says he's a Nazi one more time, he is not a fucking Nazi. Hydra is not the Nazi. Hy- Hydra, they're fascists. Right. Fascists and Nazism aren't always synonymous. No, the, the problem the problem was that the whole punching Hitler, the whole Red Skull Nazi tie that they did that they that has been done for the they, for the cinematic yes. universe. Yes. It's, I'm absolutely in agreement with you because mm-hmm. they even talk about that in the book. Yeah. That is part of the story where he disowns like that whole faction, like Red Skull's faction being intertwined with the Nazi party. And he kills like Red Skull. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's the fact that people only take the clickbaity headlines and mm-hmm. run with them and produce them. TLDR. And that's the point where there is a certain writer for a certain website that honestly, like, so insanely biased and so insanely condescending in his writing that it's not even, to me, it's not even like a news article anymore. It's basically you're just shit talking because you want to shit talk. So we're talking about bleeding cool. Let's mm-hmm. be honest. I mean, I have no, no. <laughs> and it's Ju- uh, Jude is the one. Yeah, it's it's not yeah. Rich or it's not Joe. Joe uh, Jude from, Terror, I think yeah, is. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I mean he's. It, but bleeding cool has a history of being incendiary. So if you haven't been keeping up, we know Steve Rogers is a, I know, is a uh, Hydra agent. He had his reality changed by Kobik. Way back in, but that's what is. they're uh, hinting at not being. No, no that's already not. said. It's not what it is. It's not. What it's, it is. Do you do you want to go into the? Well, so zero already came thing. out. Zero's yes, big zero's reveal out, which was the fact that it wasn't necessarily Cubic changed it. Cubic changed him back to the way he originally well, was. That is only one way to read it. Right. I read as that. of right now, as of on paper. 
the Allies used a cosmic cube right. to win World War II. That's that one side of the story. Yeah. Right. But again, that's one side of the story. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, and I have also no doubt. Going that against the whole idea when they go back to their, you know, steak and eggs, original Legacy. Marvel. Yeah. That they'll put all the pieces back together. Of course. And yes, it's part of the story. What I love about Zero is it tied into S.H.I.E.L.D., the Hickman stuff that he did. Yeah, they actually dusted off, uh, what, One of Da Vinci the, and da Vinci, yeah, uh, or, uh, no, uh, Edison. Isaac Newton. Isaac Newton, that's right. Yes, that, that was, I love that. I really enjoyed that element of it. I don't know if the execution itself was what I really felt was, that, that, that worked for me. I mean, I saw it was happening, obviously. And what it is is... There's a major crisis. Steve Rogers has been putting the pieces in play to sort of take over, and he engineered the crisis. New York and is in, like, some dimension, sub-dimension in hell. Some, some kind of, like, thing where it's cut off. The, all the, a lot of the major Marvel heroes are locked out in space because of shield. the shield. The Shatari attack. It's this whole thing, and he engineers it to take control. It's very out of... There's a guy at the University of Chicago, uh, Friedman. And the whole idea is that the crisis moment in politics is a chance to take power. Sure. And to consolidate. It's a galvanizing moment. Exactly. We saw that in 2001, just Well, saying. anyway, so yeah. We if saw you, it again just recently. If you play yes, your things, you can take power in those moments. That's what they're doing here. Nick Spencer's a very smart writer. He's very steeped in political theory. None of this is it's all allegorical in some way, shape, or form. Mm-hmm. But it's actually a good story. It's interesting. The reality yes. shaping element is not new to Captain America. That's been a part of this and that for years and years and years. Um, people lose their shit about this stuff because it's like this is their first Marvel event. You know, and what it is is it. that I, you know, I see it all the time when I like introduce people to different stories and different takes on things. When your mind is so rigidly locked on this like idea you can't see any other perspective right because you know i have never been the biggest cap fan i like stories with cap in it i like you know how cap can rally the troops but cap is a fascist right and he's honestly, always been a fascist the best stories are the things that happen to the people around him like the best story i can remember from recent history with captain america was the resurgence of bucky yeah yeah and that wasn't cap that and his was- supporting characters even with uh remender stuff um, with uh, Sharon, Sharon, yeah, and then Rick, and then Falcon, Fal- Falcon. I'm sure is going to have a big part of this. Uh, Captain America. Um, there's going to be some really interesting things that come out of this. True. Yeah. Plus status quo change, which of course is we all expect. So, if you've not given this a chance because you've been reading clickbait articles and you haven't been, you haven't had the time to read or you whatever, just check it out. Try it. See if you like it. There's some cool stuff going on. At the worst, it's sort of like a Red Sun Superman sort of diversion. Well, and it's always like you know. people, there's always that hoopla before a big event happens. Like I can remember back when Th- Infinity Gauntlet happened. Yeah. Oh my God, they're killing off half of the Marvel Universe. Recently with Secret Wars, oh my God, they're stopping the entire Marvel line. Like there was some serious consequences and they rebooted the universe. I mean, that was a big consequence. But look what happened afterwards. Exactly. It's like, yeah. okay, you get in, you, you realize at a certain point, it's going to be hopefully a good story, and it's going to make it interesting where the Marvel Universe stands at the end and so, going forward for at least six months before they retcon and put it all back. And we know it's less than that because Legacy happens in September, and that's supposed to break the internet too. So check it out. Quick, quick one-ups, and I mean rapid fire. Things that are giving you life. This is how we end our show. We're going to go quickly around the room. 
Who wants to start? Who's got something ready to go? Varla Jean Merman. She was just down here in Orlando. She was part of the Orlando Sisters um, event. Uh, Edwina Rosewood had her novice project. She came down, did two shows. Uh, it was a kind of a greatest hits over some numbers from her last few shows. Uh, it was fantastic, as is always. Varla is a sweetheart, and um, it was great to have her down here. And I can't wait to see Pure Heroine, which is going to be her new show oh. starting this summer. Which then she realized that oh there is a bad you know opiates addiction in <laughs> the cape. But <laughs> hey, you know can oh, no. can can't win them all. Who's ready? Who's next? My Hero Academia. Um, it's an anime uh, series I just started watching, and I've already finished season one and season two just started. It's about a world with everybody has where everybody has superpowers, except for this one kid who's always dreamt of being uh, an actual professional hero. He's born corkless, as they say. And through some weird coincidences, he actually meets somebody that can transfer on their superpower, and he uh, enters into a school for superheroes. So it's got a lot of heart. It's super adorable. Um, I like just about every single one of the characters. Somebody shoots tape out of their arm, and that's their superpower. So some of the powers are ridiculous. So it's wonderful. Uh, I just watched the season finale of The Magicians, season two. Oh, crap. I am so far behind. Fucking fantastic. I don't care what the books are. I haven't read the books. The season, which was kind of... It was good because they did all Chronicles of Narnia where they went to the source of magic, like that land, and it played a huge part in the whole season. They wrapped it up wonderfully and left the characters just kind of in a situation where none of them expected to be. Okay. And season three, from what they've talked about, should be really interesting about what they do next. Sweet. I'm excited. Uh, Um... Another sci-fi show, The Expanse. Oh, I'm, I haven't seen I'm, the end yet. I'm watching the either. end tonight. I need I'm to. super excited because it p- got picked up for season three. Yes, it did. It's on the bubble since it's so expensive. It's so good. Meanwhile, I'm only halfway through The Magician season two, and I'm just choking it down. Just choking it down. It's worth it. It's worth it. I just, we just finally had... The magical abortion, uh-huh. but I haven't seen the fallout from that. Oh shit! There's some big stuff too. Jared, uh, I'm actually doing a show in two weeks. Uh, it's all centered around Pulse, so oh, wow. go check it out. Where will that be at? At the Palashik Museum. Oh, sweet! Yeah, and that's here in Orlando. Yes. Yeah. Uh, yes. Technically, Winter Park. Yep. Oh, okay. Yep. That's good. Um, and mine is Stephen Colbert. If you have not been watching at least the monologues. And then the usually like the first like the cold open sketch and then like the early sketch thing they do, he's been on fire. Between uh, O'Reilly leaving in disgrace because of the yeah abuse with that forty million dollar payout. Well, you know, between Trump of course and everything else going on in the world, Colbert has found new life, and I have always found him to be very hilarious and and an amazing person too. If you ever read up on his his own personal like stuff he does in his life he's quite a hero i think but his humor is biting hilarious and sometimes very very charming and whimsical and that is my cat sneezing poor cat allergies they're a bitch so stephen colbert if you haven't been watching it you've got to check him out uh late night took out took the old letterman spot so if you for some reason didn't realize that you check it out and john stewart occasionally shows up as shows up a old, lot. More than I would have expected. And the old Stephen Colbert from uh, Comedy Central. Although they're not technically the same. Even though they kind of are. So, that's all we got. Flameonshow.com. All our social media links. Bios. Flame on Show on Facebook. Flame on Podcast on Twitter. 
We love hearing from fans. Obviously, we are driven by the Patreon, uh, Nerdy Show Network, Patreon account. If you love this, write us a review on iTunes, Google Play. Give us a little bit of money, or rather give the Patreon people uh, on Nerdy Show, give them some money and say, hey, this is for Flame On, because anytime you do that, we have pizza. That's not entirely true, but it will be. Pay for our trip to Com- uh, Frolicon I'm 2018. So, I'm so hungry. Yeah, actually, it could. We could put aside money. But um, no, we really appreciate people like Ron and Ricardo. Uh, and Ricardo. Thank you so much. Everybody that reaches out to us, we always love hearing from you guys. It means so much. You have no idea. Please let us know what you think. And uh, that's it. Thanks for listening. And we'll be back in two weeks. Thanks for listening to Flame On, presented by Nerdy Show. If you like what you heard, please rate and review us on iTunes, like and follow us on SoundCloud and Audio Boom, or subscribe and stream on Google Play. Who the hell is using Google Play? Never mind. Flame On was created by Brian Pittard and is recorded, edited, and produced by Pat O'Rourke. As listener-supported entertainment, we rely on you to keep this and other shows on the Nerdy Show Network alive by telling a friend or funding through the Patreon network. Any size contribution gets you exclusive outtakes, episodes, and images from across the network, and there's even more perks available. Just head to patreon.com slash nerdyshow. To find out how you or your company can underwrite this or other Nerdy Show programming, visit nerdyshow.com slash sponsorships. For more podcasts, articles, community forums, and other awesomeness, visit nerdyshow.com. And be sure to follow Nerdy Show and Flame On on all your favorite social networks. Grinder, Scruff, I heard there's a thing called Recon, it seems scary. Follow us on at Flame On Podcast, because that's what I decided to call it instead of at Flame On. Twitter, and Flame On Show on Facebook, Tumblr, and all your favorite gay hookup sites. Already said that. If it's gay and geeky, we've got you covered. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.